1: to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. You turn mm. to... Mm. <laughs> Manda had a day.
0: I'm having it. I'm living it. I'm eating a gummy bear. Just a regular gummy bear? Yes, but I did also have a gummy. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> so I'm getting high. I'm going to get a little drunk. Everything's going to be Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Friday, baby. It's fine. We're, we're just going to self-medicate mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. our troubles. Because the yeah. obnoxiousness today was no match for my meds. <laughs> 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 Too much of a match for my meds.
2: It overwhelmed you. It did. <laughs> it
0: and did. all of the chemicals in
2: your bloodstream.
0: All of this is true. Mm-hmm. Everything right. you're saying is true. Well,
1: we have a very special fucking Christ. I'm
2: Kenyon. <laughs> I'm Lucy fucking great. I'm Amanda!
1: <laughs> we have a very special fan pick for you today, brought to you by Isabel Silverstein. Ooh. Or maybe Silverstein. Are you related to Shell? Could be. i Eliza Shell. <laughs> Elizabeth Shell. A- is a Shell. Is a Shell Silverstein. Do
0: you know where the sidewalk Sh- ends? <laughs> Is there a
1: polar bear in your frigidaire?
0: Maybe. Can you eat a whale in one sitting? <laughs> if you sit there long enough, you know more of the poems than you. Um, so that joke couldn't go much farther than
2: that. I loved Shell's scene. Yeah. By the way, it takes eighty-nine years to eat a whale.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you for on that. average.
1: <laughs> so Isabel has selected the topic of dog crimes
2: Yeah.
0: And it's not what deeds. you think
1: and yeah no my case does not have any animal cruelty
0: whatsoever in it or animals oh. committing crimes
1: no
2: neither does mine neither does mine
1: good so that's that is the anti-trigger warning at the top that mm-hmm. no animals were hurt in the making of this episode
0: we didn't go there no we're in
1: the t- telling of this episode mm-hmm. yeah We didn't want to go there, so we didn't.
0: It's our show. It's my money, and I need it now.
1: (laughs) So what is our wine crime pairing for dog crimes? Mm. You dirty dog. Well,
0: you might notice if you're watching this at home on your computer or television screen, because you're a patron at any level, so you get our videos, that I'm not fucking drinking wine. And you're Mm -hmm. probably wondering, why is that? And I'm going to tell you why that is. I'm going to tell you right now. Because deal with it. No, it's worse than that. Uh-oh. So I paired a beautiful Wink wine that I actually have in my possession. hmm And we'll get to it. But that, you know, that beautiful Wink wine, it's been sitting in my wine fridge for weeks. I, like, been saving it ahead of time. Right? Mm-hmm. I was prepared for the first time maybe in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. They had to jackhammer my floor for housework. Mm-hmm. And my office is still fucking under construction <laughs> six years later. It's been six years, right? At least. I think it's been like ten Seven days? years. Okay. Ten years. I think it's been a hundred years of solitude. Correct. Mm-hmm. So when I remembered today to go get the wine out of the wine fridge, the wine fridge hasn't been plugged in for seven years. Mm-hmm. And it was it's even longer than six. Ninety years. degrees today. So it was nice and skunked. I'm sure it's fine because it was like it's out of the sun. It's a little toasty down there, but not not wild. But it was nowhere near cold. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not gonna open this and then not drink it, can and you I put need a
1: wine in the freezer to get. I it, didn't like, colder, find it in faster? time.
0: That's I'm just the wondering
1: in general. You or can is that like a it no-no. it
0: will freeze, so you need to set oh. a timer because it's not high enough in alcohol content, like liquor, to not freeze. So if you forget about it, you're gonna break that bottle. That's
2: good. To know. I have mm-hmm. I have put a bottle of white wine in the freezer to just chill it. Mm-hmm. Cause I bought it warm, yeah. Or whatever. You can do it for and then a couple well, hours. Forgot about it for like a couple days, yeah. and it
0: broke, yeah, because yeah. it will freeze and expand. But I didn't find this. I didn't discover my fuck up in time mm-hmm. to to put it in the freezer. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be all right. Yep, it'll be all right. So the wine I paired is. Wink Wine Club's 2018 Honey Beast Chardonnay, which is, like, a a stunningly beautiful Mm -hmm. Chardonnay. Like, a Chardonnay that makes you like Chardonnay because it's not a butter bomb oak blast. A Chardonnay. A Chardonnay. (laughs) She's 14.5% ABV. She's nice and dry. She's medium bodied, low sugar, but you're gonna get, like, nice summery notes. There's, like... Honey, honey beast. Some lemon. There's white flour in there. There's white peach. It drinks almost more like I don't know. It's like a it's like a bright summer white of a chardonnay. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: That's good.
1: Yeah, it's,
0: it's gorgeous, and I can't wait to drink it. I have now moved it to my upstairs refrigerator so that I can actually enjoy it because it's going to be hot all weekend, and this is like. Perfect for sitting in your hammock at, you know, after the sun has set enough where you can tolerate being outside and you can breathe the air. Yeah. It's my favorite time of day. Exactly. This is another really good one. So, this is, again, it's a fresh, floral, kind of like minerally Chardonnay. It's just, it's going to. Pair with everything. You can have this with chicken. You can have this with pasta. Cream sauces are going to be really good with the Chardonnay. But also like summer salads. Hot dogs. Hot dogs.
1: Mm.
0: Ball chicken park tenders.
1: Drinks. I was just at a minor league baseball game last night and it was mm. $2 chicken tendies night.
2: That's a weird journey for I you. I just mean because of our topic of dogs. Oh, I love
1: it. that oh, makes right. a lot
2: hot more dogs.
0: sense. Hot dogs. Corn dogs. Mmm. Mm. Corn dogs. I like that. So you can Cash puppies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you can get this wine through Wink Wine Club, which for those not in the know is an incredible wine club that delivers wine directly to your door. And right now there is a great deal at Trywink.com forward slash wine and crime special, where you can get four bottles for what? Like $29.95?
1: Yeah, that's an incredible deal.
0: I mean, four bottles for under 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. You can't even get that at like Costco. No, No. you literally can't. Yeah. So trywink.com. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trywink.com forward slash wine and crime special to get that four bottle deal. Go, 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 go. I also got my lip tattoos touched up this week because you got to get two appointments in the beginning. And so they're peeling and I can only drink through a straw. So maybe it's a good thing that I Mm. can't be drinking this wine right now because it's warm because wine through a straw is the grossest thing ever. So I'm also going to plug a local brewery Founders Brewing. (gasps)
1: Yeah. That looks very pretty. This is their
0: Mas Agave seltzer. seltzer. This is a strawberry seltzer. They also have it in lime and a bunch of other amazing is a flavors. Hard seltzer? Yeah. And it's um, delish. I want Yum. an agave hard seltzer. Well, we're going to so see. How? Well, it's it's got, yeah, it's got agave and strawberry, but I'll get some Will and bring, bring them down next Iowa? weekend. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be on together
1: it. It. Mm-hmm. on a little vacation. In Des Moines. With Scott and Blortney. Yep. yep. Next weekend. No husbands, no kids. Woo!
3: Oh,
1: my, my husband. One
2: husband, but it's Lucy's and No he cooks. husbands. And it, is, it is our five-year anniversary that weekend, but whatever. Uh, he's out of the house. No
0: Scott. husbands. <laughs> no, no, he needs to kids. grill
2: for us. Yeah, but he
0: can't He can be seen and not heard. Exactly. <laughs> like a man is hurt. supposed to be. <laughs> seen, not heard, and feeding me. And in the kitchen mm-hmm. and barefoot and pregnant. Oh my God. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna keep on. drinking. You do the part where you talk so that I can just get drunk so you and can let rest this gummy your sink lips. In. Yeah, I seriously <laughs> I gotta rest my layup. <laughs> <lips. laughs> let that THC soak into your self. I wanna oh, get God. you like some
1: sort of like ledge that you can just rest your
0: I'll just flop them on I'll put them on my mic Actually I shouldn't Because they'll like Get infected (laughs) Microphones are like Notoriously gross Even though I'm the only one Who uses this I still don't trust it No I do not trust it
1: All (laughs) right, Lucy What is our background And maybe psych For dog crimes Mm. I wouldn't call it psych Dog psychology
2: Yeah maybe Okay So Just to start out I don't dislike dogs just because I much, much prefer cats. Mm, I think dogs are actually really cool. I like looking at them. I like petting their heads. Mm -hmm. If they stink. I've never met
0: a poodle that doesn't stink. Every dog has a a scent on occasion.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, some are worse than others. Callie's (laughs)
0: getting very old and she is a stinky pup now. <laughs> she well. makes up for it in how good and sweet she is, but she reeks. And her little click click clacks. Her little click clacks.
2: She's a cutie. Little ta- best damn tapper. Best damn
1: tapper. <laughs> we should get Callie a best damn tapper bandana.
0: Yeah. Yes, we should. <laughs> Continue <laughs> while I Google this.
2: Or just best damn clacker. Custom dog <laughs> click, bandanas. Click
0: No, we're getting best damn tapper. It's
2: decided. (laughs) Keep going. I'm. As we know, dogs have. I'm trying. (laughs) Dogs have a very keen sense of smell and they can be trained to do all sorts of shit like detect cancer and disease, including COVID. Mm. They can find missing people. They can smell blood and semen to solve sexual assault cases. Mm. They can also locate body parts and like. Fragments from situations like explosions or train accidents they can smell things that are buried dozens of feet underground under rubble and even underwater
0: wow yeah okay so it's a myth then that like water stops the scent trail if for dogs yeah yeah dogs
2: Dogs can detect like yeah
0: they can a detect fucking it.
2: drop of blood in a, in a six
0: gallons of water. I love that. I or just like feel under like under mud. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like this weird like trope in movies where like if a dog is on the scent trail of like mm-hmm. an escapee. Then it gets then to they, they like, get to a like, river well, or a creek, yeah, and they're oh, like, yeah. we lost the scent because of the water flow, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, actually, that's not really how that works.
2: But maybe if it's I mean, running are,
0: water, that might there be There
2: are a lot of factors when it comes to something like that, so maybe, for example, like, if a bloodhound is trailing a suspect mm-hmm. and the suspect crosses a stream, if it's like, a fucking month before, mm-hmm. then, yeah, maybe. It depends on, like, how wide the stream is, how much organic material is stationary in the stream that could hold the scent. It's it's a, it's a like a shit ton of factors. Got it.
0: Okay. Just so you can't just
2: how, say water stops the scent. That's not accurate.
1: Just imagine how, like, distracting that would be if you were a dog and you could smell yeah. all of that. It right? would just yeah. be like... Yeah. How could you ever pay attention to anything that's going on?
2: hmm Yeah. So we'll kind of get to it, but, like, dogs used for scent work is really, really reliant on the training that that dog has had because it needs to be able to focus. Mm-hmm. It can't, like, see a squirrel and get distracted or whatever, you know. Yeah. Lots of focus involved. Josie would not do great.
3: mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well...
2: She has a lot of other great qualities. She does. So dogs can detect, and this is a quote from a book that I'll get to in just a minute, but I just really liked this list. So they can detect, quote, abalone and accelerants, termites, truffles, and TNT, crack cocaine, and citrus cankers, mildew, moths, melanoma, is a peanut butter. I don't, I, also, I, I, don't I, I, I don't know. I also want to flag that. I don't know. Peanut butter, pythons, people, spotted owls, and spiny lobsters, Cows in heat and gas leaks. Okay. They can detect all sorts of shit. I don't like cows in heat. Well, they can detect things that are in heat, not only other dogs, but like, you know, a a dog that you don't know comes up and sticks their nose in your crotch. No, I mean, I know. Hunting for
0: all sorts of shit. I get it. I just don't like it.
2: Citrus
1: canker is a type of disease that affects citrus fruit and can ruin
0: the crop. It's a bacterium. Yeah. Nobody likes canker of any kind. Mm -mm. Nobody likes bacterium. Mm
1: -mm. I just ordered my
0: custom dog. uh,
2: (laughs) Good. uh,
0: Yay. I'm so happy for you.
2: Since dogs actually have a lot to do with solving crimes, today I will be telling you mostly about cadaver dogs, a.k.a. body dogs, human remains detection dogs, or victim recovery canines. I like it. Lots of PC, more PC words than
1: cadaver, cadaver dogs. dogs. Yeah, that would be mm-hmm. hard to be like, well, we're going to bring in the cadaver dogs if you're Oof. talking to like a victim's family or
2: something. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to we'll we'll get to that as well. So, a fabulous listener a while ago sent me a book. I'm so sorry I don't remember who you are, <laughs> but sent me this book called What the Dog Knows: Scent, Science, and the Amazing Ways Dogs Perceive the World. By an author ironically named Cat Warren.
0: Love that (laughs) journey for (laughs) Cat.
2: It's a really fucking good book. I was up reading it until midnight last night. Wow! I started reading it in the golden hour of like Mm -hmm. 7 p.m. in my hammock outside on my porch surrounded by all my plants Mm -hmm. with my beautiful little string lights.
0: That's dreamy. And then
2: five hours later, I was like, well, I should probably go to bed. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but it was, but you've learned it, all this shit about dogs. It's a fucking amazing book. I highly recommend it. Great. So, Cat Warren is a professor at North Carolina State University and has two German shepherds named Solo and Coda. Oh
1: my god, cute. cute!
2: Solo's the cutest name for a dog.
1: And you know that a that's a Star Wars dog.
0: reference, right? No, it
1: like means Hans, one, like like Hans. a Solo, like Hans. One.
2: Hans. Just saying. It's not a Star I'll Wars. Get, I'll get a dog and name it Hans after it the Star Wars. She explains War. in this book, it's actually a jazz music reference. Well, that's but, fine. You know. In
0: her case, every other person I know would So a dog you didn't crack solo. the coda. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, moving on.
3: I like it. So this it. book is good.
2: mostly about her training and using solo for cadaver finding. And a lot of my notes are from this book and then I have some shit from the internet like scattered throughout whatever my sources are on on the 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 yeah, Whatever. Don't ask me. (laughs) So when it comes to dog breeds and scent work, there is actually not a lot of evidence to suggest that one certain breed can do it better than another. (laughs) Dif- different breeds do have varying amounts of scent receptors but it's really like i said a matter of training them to use those receptors in the way that we want them to so it's so abilities- interesting cuz
0: aren't some dogs bred to have physical characteristics that at least like like bloodhounds what i've read is that like their ears are bred like, to be long to scent. like funnel scent toward their nose but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're like better at identifying scent they can just like potentially Correct. Technically get and more sense. We'll we'll get
2: to okay. it. I'm gonna go down a list of breeds and why their specific characteristics make them better at cadaver finding. Mm-hmm. But just inherently all like dogs train, training, have training really aside, all dogs have the capabilities of being a cadaver dog with the proper training and honestly with like individual characteristics. Well, if you have like a fucking scatterbrained manic crazy little little mm. chihuahua i was just gonna say like
0: i'm gonna start training a cadaver chihuahua because this needs to be a new show on tlc
2: well there you are actually my can, welsh cadaver you chihuahua can train a chi- certain chihuahuas like okay so just let me finish this let me finish this <laughs> a dog's ab- a dog's abilities come down to a variety of factors including individual personality things like stamina and characteristics such as size. So for example, a chihuahua can fit into spaces that a german
0: shepherd can't. Mm-hmm. And don't so depending they also on its use, uses.
1: Yeah, don't they also use like small dogs to sniff for landmines? Oh, yeah, and
0: like mice, rats and mice. Yeah, they, because, because they can't they're because they're light, yeah. they
2: wouldn't set them off, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it really it but it just breeds it specific breeds are not inherently better or worse at this line of work. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a variety of factors. So having said that, these are the most common breeds used as cadaver dogs and also a little bit about why. So number one, we have the American pit bull terrier, which is a strong and athletic breed, making it ideal for difficult work such as search and rescue. Oh. So I guess not all of these are cadaver dogs, but they're like scent mm-hmm. dogs right. as related to Work, forensics. Working dogs outside of just a farming Hording and yeah, and service yes, exactly. position. Yeah. Then we have the beagle. Compared to other dog breeds, beagles have a highly developed sense of smell, making them scent detection super. I
0: standards. really want you to do the drop dead gorgeous, like you have to do its howl well, every we're time getting, you say.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm getting to yes. it. Yes. <laughs>
0: Yes,
2: the Our mighty German Shepherd. They remade my belly <laughs> with skin from <laughs> my butt. Uh, Kenny, no,
0: it's not his fault. I had beef jerky in, in my, my front pocket. Pack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then we have the Belgian Malinois. Oh, so, so wonderful! When, when it comes to energy level, the Belgian Malinois ranks number one. It is active, hardworking, intelligent. Uh, Sorry, it's active, hardworking, intelligent spirit makes it a favorite breed for police and military forces around the world. Mm -hmm. Then we have the Border Collie, which was specifically bred for obedience and intelligence. Mm. And they make an excellent working dog, especially in the
0: field of search and rescue. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Not to forget Uh, their close cousin, the Welsh Sheepdog.
0: My Welsh Sheepdog. Lord. (laughs) Then we have the Bloodhound. Oh, gang. Uh.
2: Which can pick up, (laughs) which can pick up a day's old human scent at a long distance. And bloodhounds have been used since the Middle Ages to track people. Don't love that. (laughs) Disturbing (laughs) fact for you. During slavery in Mm -hmm. the United States, a quote unquote bloodhound was any dog that was used to track and attack escaped enslaved Black Americans. Mm -hmm. They were also called n word dogs,
3: mm.
1: yeah,
2: rough history. Mm-hmm. Not the dog's fault.
1: Again, it's all in the training
2: mm-hmm. and well, the sin- horrible
1: humans. Yep. That since then, them. we've attributed.
2: Since then, we've attributed bloodhounds to a specific breed. Mm-hmm. But back then, bloodhound like as a vernacular just that meant that any dog that did that shit. Right. Yeah. right. <sighs> Unrelated and unfortunately named coonhound. Mm -hmm. There are six distinct breeds of coonhounds, all of which were bred to track and trail scent, making them great candidates for human remains detection work. I'm assuming they were called that because they they hunted like rodents and raccoons. Mm -hmm. That's also my assumption. Yeah, Yeah.
0: because otherwise I would assume the name would have changed over time. But yeah, probably animals like this, like coonhound reminds me of like rat terrier. Right. Right. These they were they were bred to hunt certain pests. Right. That were in abundance like a, in certain areas where they were super popular and useful.
2: They're like a smaller bloodhound. Yeah. They still have those big floppy ears, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. They were used, they were bred for fox hunting. Mm. Oh, there we go. And
1: and also raccoons, possums, bobcats, and Hunted. even larger prey like
0: cougars and bears. Dang. Ooh.
2: Wow. So probably their size helped them like get down into foxholes and things like Speaking
0: that. Speaking of cougars and bears, I want to congratulate the 19 bar in Minneapolis for your reopening today. <laughs> Congratulations. Does Scott know this? Of course he He's knows this. How do mayor. you think I know this? <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he cut the
0: ribbon. <laughs> there he was a ceremony. <laughs> it just huge, gay scissors. <laughs> I don't know what makes scissors gay, but draw it and send it to me because it sounds amazing.
2: I tried to find big oversized novelty scissors for the Lachelle's Fine Foods yeah. brand opening. Mm-hmm. They're expensive. Yeah. If you expect them to
0: actually Not work high. like scissors,
2: <laughs> they're like $90. Oh, I would have thought more. That's worth every penny. We got
0: to yeah. invest. You do need a novelty giant scissor. I'm looking I it up think on Amazon. You do
1: as a business.
0: I'm looking it up. For
1: what? You're outvoted.
0: Ribbon cutting. We were entirely remotely. What do I need three conehead bald caps for? And yet. (laughs) We were gonna use it on tour. I'm gonna use these giant scissors
2: (laughs) on Kenyan's bangs. Didn't you you (laughs) buy a ventriloquist dummy also?
0: Yes, I did. And it's haunted and in the bottom drawer of a file cabinet in my basement. It's definitely helping its attitude. Release him. <laughs> yeah. You release him. I was,
2: speaking of haunted dolls, oh there's a God. haunted doll named Robert who lives in Key West. Yep. Yes, we talked about him.
0: We did. We didn't cover Robert the doll, but we have talked about Robert the doll a lot, especially with our friends over at That's Why We Drink because yeah. M has oh, covered yeah. the
2: M ball. covered him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, M, by the way. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I'm gonna go visit. And Robert happy birthday, when Christine, as we record this. Their mm. birthdays are like two days apart. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Then we have the English Springer Spaniel, which are commonly used as sniffer dogs and are employed in a wide range of tasks, one of them being search and rescue. Then we have the mighty German Shepherd, (laughs) (laughs) which are one of the most common breeds employed in scent detection work and are praised for their keen sense of smell, focus, and determination. Mm -hmm. Also, some rough history
1: of humans misusing German Shepherds for... Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, also... Current
0: history of... Yeah.
2: (laughs) I can't remember what...
0: All cops are bastards except police dogs. It's not their fault. It's
2: not their fault. I can't remember what culture this... Was but I think it might maybe in India. Ooh, don't quote me on that. But basically, what I read in this book, they, in order for like a soul to be released into like the afterlife, like the peaceful, like a good death, sure. there had to be a quote unquote four eyed dog present. So like German shepherds have those black, dark eyebrows. Oh. So they called those four-eyed dogs. They were, like, lucky.
0: You can get cool. ribbon-cutting scissors for less than $20. So I, maybe you are were they looking. Are actually
2: functional? Mm-hmm.
0: They need to cut. Yep. They are specifically for ribbon-cutting ceremonies. You, you were probably what? looking at the gold ones that are $170. No.
2: Mm. Well, can we just. Order let's, three let's sets.
0: Ta- Done. Let's table the scissors for now. Well, I don't need to because I found them and I'm ordering them.
2: Okay, let's move on. Then we have the German short haired pointer. While traditionally used to retrieve waterfowl, the German short haired pointer's intelligence, independence, and drive makes it an excellent search and rescue dog as well. All these are fucking search and rescue. We know what they mean. It's a wink wink cadaver dog. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) They're dead. Got it.
2: Also, for like
1: retrieving waterfowl, my godfather is like a big. (gasps) <gasps> Fowl yeah. hunter. I think I'm into decoys. I'm, I'm decoys. into, into dusty dust decoys. But his he like trained and competed with his dogs, whatever for like pheasant hunting. Mm. But Some kind
2: of spaniel, same. the the brown and white like speckled. Yeah. Yes, mm. yeah. With the with the with the curly ears. Yeah, mm. the crimped
1: ears. Yes, and it was like a. It did really well, but it's one problem. Their like main dog was that it didn't have a soft enough mouth, so it would like grip um, the like ruin your foul. It would ruin, ruin your foul. foul. So you foul have, have to have to like foul.
2: you have a very soft grip.
0: God, I think, I it's, a I think that's, a, that's a
2: Springer Spaniel. That's what a Springer Spaniel is.
0: Yeah, Springer Spaniels go duck Grimpy hunting. ears, but a lot of different I dogs. I think this can was like
2: it. a
1: special one though. Maybe a French. So like a French version, whatever. I don't, I
2: don't know. know.
0: I'm, I'm, eh. I'm taking care of the scissors issue. You take care of French dogs. It's
2: not an issue. <laughs>
0: You're making
2: it an issue. I'm ordering it. Okay, number 10 on our list, the Golden Retriever, which are a popular choice among search and rescue handlers. Due to their intelligence, eagerness, and overall friendly demeanor,
0: and families with wooden signs all over their houses, (laughs) and duck decoys, (laughs) (laughs) they are just love my golden retriever.
2: They're so sweet and derpy.
0: They are (laughs) derpy dogs.
2: So here's a fun fact for you: cadaver dog handlers have their own phrases. So this kind of goes back to what Kenyon was saying, like using language in front of victims' families. For example, we need to be very sensitive. To that. Mm-hmm. So the handlers have their own phrases to command the dogs to start searching for remains. So Solo's unique
0: command is find the fish, go find the fish. That's perfect. Can you imagine if it was like find the corpse, find the rotting meat, go find well, the meat?
2: Some some are like go find Freddie. Oh. Or like go, go find her, oh. or, go find the body. Oh. No, they need to, it's better to have a little code word. Right. Plus, dogs can't speak English, so it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter what your code phrase right. is. Right. right. They'll learn
0: anything that you mm-hmm. associate. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So lots of handlers in Warren's area of North Carolina say napu, which in their area is rumored to be the Navajo word for the dead. Mm. But I don't think that's the case. First of all, North Carolina, I don't think there were Navajo tribes in North Carolina. So I don't know why that would be like a culturally revel- relevant thing to say. I don't know. I mean, the um, also according to the book, the book. Mm-hmm. It, the word "napu" came from the British and Australian slang for World War One. Oh, that's pleasant. From the French phrase "il n'y en a plus," which ah. means "there's there's no more of it." Yeah, mm-hmm. which can be used in the context anything from like we're out of beer, napu out of beer, to mm. everyone's dead, they're all dead, yeah. death to napu. find
0: the dead body.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
0: Solo,
2: Napu, Napu. Mm-hmm. Um, other examples of commands include "morte," mm. so like mm-hmm. "more mortal," dead, mort. Yeah, mm-hmm. look for it. Mm. Find bones Ooh. or Little the author's. The, the author's favorite was Hoffa, like Jimmy Hoffa. Like find Jimmy so. Hoffa. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love it. Wait. So like any phrase that e- that it- that wouldn't be easily mixed up with a with a regular English phrase or mm-hmm. whatever language phrase the dog might hear, you know, as yeah. long you as it's a relatively unique park, sounding phrase. say accidentally yeah.
0: say Elvis Presley. To so Elvis many different things.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of ethically gray area when it comes to training cadaver dogs, because obviously they need to be very familiar with. Like the scent of remains Mm -hmm. and effluvia and whatnot. By the way, effluvia is my favorite word. That would be your word for your cadaver dog.
0: It's an Activia spinoff brand.
2: Ew. Oh, God. (laughs) Effluvia. (laughs) (laughs) Effluvia. Jamie Lee Curtis is their (laughs)
0: spokesperson.
2: Oh. Oh, my God. I'm super into that. It's common to use decomposing pigs for a lot of simulated forensic training, but that doesn't quite work with dogs Mm. and their sensitive noses. Also read in the book that decaying human corpses smell more like rotting chicken than rotting pork.
0: Huh. Interesting. Okay. Just a quick
2: FYI. Gross. Plus, we want to prevent those false alerts in the field so that a dog doesn't track down a literal dead pig right. instead of the human remains. Yeah. Right, right, right. So you have to have access to actual human remains, basically? Body farm, yes, baby. for the training. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get to it. Yes. So in the book, the author, Kat Warren, is given a piece of carpet and also a bed sheet from a processed suicide scene, Ooh. which she cuts up and then puts in various types of containers So that the one consistent factor is the material itself versus like the plastic from a Ziploc thing or like a Tupperware or a glass mason jar or whatever. That makes sense. So she puts them in different types of containers and then like buries them or hides them or whatever. And that's like part of the training. Okay. It's also crucial to train the dog with all of the different stages and varieties of decomposition. Mm -hmm. So like fresh tissue, blood, dry bones, wet bones adipocere, and even ashes. Mm. And if we remember, adipocere is like that waxy film. like soapy. The soapy, yeah, that you get in certain really dry conditions. Mm-hmm. At Western Carolina University, there is an area called the Forensic Osteology Research Station. They don't like to call it a body farm for whatever reason, but it's basically a body farm. It's
0: probably because it's disrespectful to <laughs>
2: And it's in their eyes. The word farm sort of has its own connotations, Mm -hmm. but there are some like university, like the one in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they embrace the term body farm. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. not
0: saying it is disrespectful. That's, that's how I should have said it. They might think that it is, or Mm -hmm. like to them, they didn't want to use that term. So they just call it something else.
2: Yeah. I don't know their reasoning, but it's, it's essentially a body. I mean, whatever their purposes are. Osteology, it's, obviously more geared towards bones and Mm. not necessarily like decomposition and like stages. Sure. But the end result is basically the same thing. So here the dogs can be exposed to whole bodies and not just small samples of either actual tissue or something like the carpet or the bed sheet. Mm. They're exposed to like the body itself. Mm -hmm. Sure. So that they can get used to a range in intensity of smells plus factors like bugs and maggots crawling all over it inside the body that like freaks some dogs out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the handler can also predict the dog's reaction so like if it's afraid of the entire body being there if it's like oh shit that looks like my mom you know yeah or if it will get like super fucking interested and like dive into the corpse and then then fuck up the crime scene soft Mm -hmm. mouth Soft Soft mouth. mouth. Soft mouth. (laughs) Exactly. So I just thought that was really interesting that like if you're planning on training a cadaver dog, it's like a fucking it's like a a job. It's a full time Mm -hmm. job. It's a task. Yeah. So what what is the dog smelling exactly? We really don't know Hmm. when the body goes through the taphonomic process, i.e. decay and decomposition the smells become very, very complex. Forensic anthropologist Arpad Vas and his team is working to compile a decomposition odor analysis database, which he predicts will be close to a 1,000 organic chemicals when it's finished.
0: Wow. That's great.
2: That's so cool. Yeah. That's
0: and also really we talked cool. about
2: decomposition, how much it varies between like if you're submerged in a peat bog mm-hmm. versus a... Out in the desert air or, you know, in a forest or yeah. buried underground, like so many different varieties. And each one of those affects the way that the body breaks down. And right. it's a different chemical kinda...
0: makeup of every tiny little shift in any of those yeah. factors. Yeah. that is. and every wild. person starts out smelling
2: differently. Not true, actually. Oh, okay. so skipping ahead to the fun fact. Cadaver scent is chemically generic, and it's not linked to any one individual. Okay, when it when it comes to these chemical compounds, not like, I mean, I'm sure. Well, maybe the I mean dogs. every living
0: human has its own like natural odor. That doesn't mean that we all like that a dog a is even looking for that because that's when we're living. You know, or what maybe I mean?
1: it's just like you know, a sommelier can tell the difference between like types of right and certain this is a white
0: But i think think you mean more when we're alive we have different
1: well i just kind of assumed because when people are alive they smell
0: different that when they
1: died they would but i was like for
2: for example lifestyle factors yeah like you know like what you eat Mm -hmm. how your body is made up i think that that kind of goes away pretty fucking quickly after you're dead Mm -hmm. That's because there are so many other chemical reactions taking place, they just sort of, you know, the 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 factors that exist while you're living just kind of deplete really rapidly. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So you're you're saying that that it's all the same once we're dead, basically. Yep. We all smell the same. That makes sense. Interesting. Kind of like chicken. (laughs) No matter how you season it smells the same when it's ratted. Mm
2: hmm. Okay. So two such chemicals, cadaverine and putrescine, were the first of these compounds to be identified and isolated in 1885 by German physician Ludwig Brieger.
0: Putrescine.
2: Putrescine and cadaverine. Those are really, really good, like,
1: punk
0: band names. I like, want a like female line. Led. A goth skincare line where, like, putrescine is your acne... Spot Mm. (laughs) treatments, Cadaverine is your daily face wash. Yeah. I'm picturing,
1: yeah. (laughs) Some kind of ointment. is like some sort of like green lipstick.
2: Listerine. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Green eyeshadow I hear is coming back. Thank God, finally. Because I watch a lot of Bailey Sarian's videos. Mm. That's
0: what she said, and that's what I'm going with.
2: Somebody, what's that condition where like you can smell color I can't remember what that's oh,
0: called. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it's called either. You can, like, taste but, it.
2: Yeah. It's well, like this a... Pers- yeah. This, again, from part of this book, somebody described a decomposing corpse as as visually... Like, the smell looked like orangish yellow. Okay. Which I thought was kind of cool. So here's another fun fact. Lots of animals have been trained for scent work with varying degrees of success. Synesthesia. Synesthesia. Thank you. You got it.
0: I knew you I got I'd get it. Orange
2: yellow. Okay, lots of animals have been trained for scent work for scent work to varying degrees of success, including bees, mm-hmm. pigs, javelins, javelins. Huh. I think I it's know. those pigs with the big like the big teeth. Like a kind of tusks. boar. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Raccoons, deer, rattlesnakes, skunks, foxes, wolves, raptors. And yes, cats. And the cats didn't work out because they had no desire to communicate their findings to their adult handlers. They yep. just didn't give enough of a fuss.
0: Sounds about right.
2: <laughs> right, right? Is the, that how you feel? The fact that cats are
1: even domesticated at all is remarkable. <laughs>
0: Shocking to me. Yeah.
2: He's He's been laying on my lap this whole time. <laughs>
0: They're just food so, motivated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like every other domesticated creature, (laughs) that is where we are the
2: same.
1: Yeah, that's how I got domesticated. I mean, that's
2: how dogs were domesticated. They were kind of their relationship with humans was mutually beneficial because the humans fed them Mm -hmm. and then the dogs helped the humans hunt initially Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. and kept predators away. Sense Mm
2: -hmm. of smell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, new techniques and uses are being discovered all the time. In May of 2020, our friend Cat Warren. Mm wrote an article for the New York Times about two dogs being used at an archaeological dig site in Croatia. Mm. These dogs detected bodies in tombs that had been buried in the fucking Iron Age. Wow. 2,700 years ago. Fucking how? And this is the most wild part. They weren't even detecting the bodies themselves because what was left of those bodies, so like teeth and bone fragments, had been removed earlier for radiocarbon dating. So, so they were just detecting like a the scent presence? cloud like the previous- where they used to be. Wow. So these dogs were named Panda and Molly. I love or that. Mally, which is so cute. Once researchers realized what these dogs were capable of, they moved on to discover four brand new burial sites that the archaeologists had not found yet.
0: Thank God for dogs. We don't even deserve them.
2: That's Visa, amazing.
1: Uh, at least My at least, Josie cannot find like if you drop a piece of food on the yep. floor
0: right in front she, of her, won't yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Callie's the well, same she, way. She's proud. They're probably distracted by all the other fucking
3: scents <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but they <laughs>
0: have <laughs> eyes. Yeah. And you have to like literally like point, pick it up, yeah. and put it in their mouth. <laughs> the-
2: some anim- Well, I know cats for sure are really, really far sighted, so they often can't see something that's right fucking in front of them. Mm, okay, dogs so are when just I, dumb. When I feed Ghostface, I have to like put her bowl like right in front of her, and then she's like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I was gonna say, especially in North America, dogs have been used to find like Native American burial sites mm. because a lot of a lot of the those cultures used to bury them in mounds Mm -hmm. and then over time those mounds kind of flatten so there's no way to fucking know that there's anything there Mm -hmm. so just to close this out i want to point out that i view especially after reading this book cadaver dogs as a sort of redemptive aspect of how society views dogs Mm. so anubis who in many ancient cultures was sort of the god of death mummification, embalming, the afterlife, cemeteries, tombs, and or the underworld was represented as either a canine or like a man with a dog's head. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so if you picture like e- Egyptian, like mm-hmm. hieroglyphs, mm-hmm. like the, like a man with the dog's head, that's Anubis. Cool. Throughout these cultures in the Bible and even in modern times, dogs have been viewed variously as harbingers of death and also guides into the afterlife. Mm. So this pendulum on dogs and death has swung pretty far in both directions over the course of history. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to see that modern forensics has found a way to capture their skills when it comes to the deceased and use it for good. Amazing. Very
0: cool. I want to read
2: that book now. Yeah. I'm planning on finishing it tonight after we record because it's fucking phenomenal. So again, What the Dog Knows by Cat Warren Check it the fuck out. So it's so. really goddamn good. Well done.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Welcome. Should we hear a quick word from our spancers? Let's do it. sure.
0: I used to think that my skin goals were unattainable. And, like, you may not believe it because nowadays, thanks to what we're about to get to, my skin is looking flawless. Flawless. <laughs> But I used to really, really, really struggle with acne in my T-zone, especially Um, consistent dry skin, like no matter what I Mm try. And then really, really bad hormonal breakouts right around my period. These were like the three absolute evils of my face. (laughs) And then I found... And it changed my life. And your face is no longer evil. No, she's (laughs) stunning. (laughs) She is.
2: So whether you're trying to take control of acne or if acne is no longer your top skin concern. So maybe now it's more like fine lines, dark spots, occasional breakouts, clogged pores, uh, little dry patches. Mm -hmm. A couple weeks ago, I had two completely symmetrical little dry patches on each cheek.
0: Yes, they were so cute. It was kind of cute, but also like not, not something that
2: you want really on your
0: face. No, it's itchy.
2: No, but I took care of it because Curology will customize a prescription formula with three active ingredients picked for you to tackle your specific skincare needs. So mine were those fine lines and the occasional mm-hmm. dry spots. And the reason I got those spots a couple weeks ago is because I was, I got a new, uh, cleanser and I was giving it a go and my face was like nope turn back sir sir. (laughs) go back to
0: safety she knew Mm -hmm. she knew yeah
2: so to get your treatment plan start by answering questions online we love a good online quiz Mm -hmm. about your skin and send in a couple of selfies to Curology Next, Curology matches you with a licensed dermatology provider, a real person. Mm -hmm. A
0: human person. A
2: human person who gets to know your skin. And if it's a good fit, you'll get a customized prescription cream to address your acne, your fine lines, dark spots, whatever you got going on. Mm -hmm. Then Curology sets you up with a personalized treatment plan and ships your custom formula right to your door. I have a Mm -hmm. cleanser. I have a moisturizer. I mm-hmm. have a night cream. Me too. And all of these things in tandem have given me like the best skin I've had since, I don't know, elementary school.
0: Same. Finding a cleanser that doesn't dry my face out has been a huge, like seemingly insurmountable task. Mm-hmm. And Curology whipped one up specifically for me. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So take control of acne, dark spots, breakouts, or whatever your unique concerns may be with a powerful skincare treatment made for you today. Go to Curology.com gals for a 30-day free trial. Just pay for shipping and handling. That's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot gals, G-A-L-S, to unlock your free 30-day trial. See Curology.com for all the details and treat your skin. Treat it. We are excited
2: to tell you about the new hit podcast, Strange and Unexplained, with Daisy Egan. Yes. So, do you believe in ghosts? How about Bigfoot? Yes. Do you think it's strange and fascinating that a four-year-old in Oklahoma could look at a black and white picture of a man from the 1930s and say, That was me before. Oh, I just got chills.
0: (laughs) And then provide
2: actual verifiable details of this man's life? No. Yes. So if so, Strange and Unexplained
0: with Daisy Egan is about to be your new favorite podcast. Oh my gosh, yes. So Daisy is a Tony Award winning actor, writer, and true crime fanatic, but she's also a skeptic. Each week, she looks at real stories of hauntings, disappearances, UFO encounters, the Bermuda Triangle, Classic. Uh, uh, one of my favorite triangles, unsolved murders, and disappearances, and anything else that feels like just beyond what we can easily make sense of. Daisy is your guide into these stories, but she's also like, show me the receipts. Just show them.
2: Mm -hmm. So Strange and Unexplained with Daisy Egan is one of the most popular new podcasts
0: on the internet. So what are you waiting for? Find Strange and Unexplained with Daisy Egan wherever you get your podcasts and treat your ears. Treat them. Okay.
1: We ready for my case?
0: Definitely not. not. Let's do this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say nobody dies, but a lot of people die.
0: Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say nobody dies, but. but... a lot of people die. <laughs> people die every day. We're yeah. all going to die. It's about,
1: it's about a cadaver dog, so... Great. There are cadavers. So, in 1994, a woman named Sandra Anderson, who is a professional dog handler in Michigan, rescued a Doberman mix from her local pound... She named him Eagle and began training him to detect human remains. Mm. Eagle took to the work immediately, and within five years, he and Sandra were in high demand to assist investigators in missing persons cases.
0: For some reason, my brain went to he and Sandra were in high heels.
1: And I just imagine this dog
0: with four little stilettos on.
1: I tried to get those booties for Josie oh, when we had yeah. the ice storm, and then Not also when it. she's like slipping on our stairs, and
2: they step like this. Yeah, yeah. And she Callie refuses to
0: wear them. She, she took one step, yeah. felt stupid, and just lied down and she wouldn't move until clack. I took them off. She was done. Josie yeah won't it was walk, like silencing it's her. It's like.
1: She's like high stepping and she I hates it guess. and then she like she tries manages to step out shakes of it. every
0: time, like flicks her foot every time trying to get it off. <laughs> yeah.
1: She manages to get them off no matter what I do. So it's, it's like it's not oh. worth it.
0: Just poop quick. You're the one who didn't want the booties. Make it quick.
1: <laughs> so Eagle is great. Eagle was so good at this work that he was described in newspaper headlines as a wonder dog which should have been a
0: Wunderhund.
2: I was just going (laughs) to say Wunderhund.
0: I'm (laughs) changing my (laughs) last name (laughs) to Wunderhund. Wunderhund.
1: And also a prodigy, which should have been Prodigy.
2: Okay. Just
1: what it should have been. (laughs) My God. And the case that first began attracting media attention to Sandra and her dog, Eagle, was that of a Detroit businessman named Wissam Hermes Konya, Mm -hmm. who went by the name Sam, like the Mm -hmm. anglicized name Sam. Konya was last seen on April 22nd, 1998, leaving one of a chain of video stores that he owned. A few days later, on April 25th, the SUV he had been driving the night of his disappearance was found abandoned behind a Jehovah's Witness meeting hall with blood on the front seat.
0: Well, I already don't like a Jehovah's Witness meeting hall, (laughs) but especially not when there's blood.
3: Mm -mm.
1: But... A full year later into the investigation, the FBI still had not found any other trace of Sam Konya. And so Sandra and her dog Eagle were brought in to assist in the case. To
0: find like an eagle. To the sea. find
1: like an eagle. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> in the creek.
0: <laughs> so
1: they were searching. A, they were searching a nearby creek bed. When Eagle alerted his handler that he had found something and it turned out to be a handful of tiny bone shards buried beneath two feet of mud, like tiny little fragments under a bunch of mud.
2: Wow. It's fucking crazy that they could even
1: find that. Mm -hmm. I'm already impressed. Although the lab could not conclusively determine that the bone shards belonged to Sam Konya, investigators believed that they likely did because it was so near to where his car had been found and where the blood was. Mm-hmm. According to one detective on the case, the fact that only tiny fragments of bones had been discovered led them to suspect that the body may have been run through a wood chipper.
2: <gasps> Fargo!
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh! Okay. Oh, wow. This is co- this, I'm sorry, but this is covered in this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't good. give it away. <laughs> I love <won't>. it. <laughs> so the
1: case attracted the attention of the popular television show Unsolved Mysteries. Ever heard of it? Oh, Duh. no. Which filmed an episode on Sandra and Eagle in which they reenacted Eagle's discovery of the bones buried in the creek bed. So it was like big feature on the show. The media coverage of Eagle's abilities led to his being called in on more and more high-profile cases. So he's known as, like, this amazing cadaver dog. Like the fucking eagle of dogs. Dog. Yeah. Another such case was that of a Michigan biochemist named Azizul Islam, who was suspected of murdering his wife, Tracy. In December of 1999, the couple's marriage had been on the rocks, and Tracy had decided to take a solo trip to Europe. However, when Tracy's sister could not get in touch with her a few days after her supposed return, like the sister knew when Tracy was supposed to be back from this, you know,
2: yeah, live left, right. love. Always give someone your flight information. Yeah, You got to mm-hmm. forward that to somebody.
1: hmm. So sister couldn't get in touch with her, wasn't getting information from the husband. So the sister reports her missing.
3: Mm hmm. Snort. Meanwhile,
1: Azizul had informed the couple's two children that their mother had—this is a paraphrase—but he basically said that she decided to return to Europe and had abandoned them and wasn't coming back.
0: Okay, take several seats. Fucking calm down, sir. Mm-hmm. You then, killed her.
2: Obviously.
1: So then, later that month, so she had gone, and it was this was December. So on December twenty-second severed legs and arms but with their fingertips removed Bull. were found in the dumpster of a local restaurant no honestly one. don't even
2: bother with the fingertip removal anymore You're it's gonna, 2021 yeah. they're gonna figure it out yeah well this don't was, even bother
1: this was the late 90s so it did well, right. it, oh okay. it did buy them a lot of time okay
2: i'll give them that
1: so about a week later, a trash bag was discovered in a field containing a woman's torso. Police suspected that the remains belonged to Tracy and that she had been murdered by her husband, but they had yep. no way, again, because it's 1999, mm-hmm. to conclusively make the identification and no evidence tying the discovered body parts to Azizel. Is wow. Was the field close
2: to the local
1: restaurant? I don't know how close it was, but it must have been near enough. It wasn't like
2: in a totally different state or anything. No.
1: Okay. State? Are we in the U.S.? Yes. We're in the U.S. We are also, we're still in Michigan. Okay. So Azizul Islam claimed that he had nothing to hide and allowed investigators to bring Sandra and Eagle into his home to assist in the search for Tracy. So he was Mm -hmm. like, fine, like have the dog search my house. According to those present at the scene, upon entering the house, Eagle bolted straight to the basement where he lay down next to some paint cans and paint rollers that had recently been used to repaint the basement floor Mm -hmm. and began barking loudly. Yup.
0: Got you good, fucker.
1: Sandra informed investigators that this indicated the presence of
0: a large amount of blood. Like the lying down and yeah, just like, that oh. had been like
2: painted over. Yeah, Ugh. recently, so he wasn't he wasn't alerting to the cans of paint themselves. He was alerting to the the floor. Yeah,
1: where the cans of paint were sitting. Yeah, yeah. Islam claimed that he had repainted the basement in preparation for putting the house on the market. Okay, on I need the- to repaint my basement. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we know where Corey's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as he cooks for us next weekend. Yeah, I know. I knew what you meant. (laughs) On the basis of Eagle's behavior, police obtained a search warrant for Islam's home. So he had just like given them permission to search his home, but But he could have revoked that at any time. So now that this dog is like alerting and clearly freaking out, he could have kicked them out, but they got Mm -hmm. the search warrant. They then confirmed the presence of blood underneath the fresh paint. Yep. Azizul Islam was taken into custody the following day. DNA testing later confirmed that the torso, arms, and legs belonged to Tracy, and paint chips found in the basement were found to match paint chips on her dismembered body. Oh, so they were able to link all of the. Probably where she died. Yeah, yeah. or at least where he like cut (sighs) Mm -hmm. her up. Unfortunately, Mm. his fucking wife, the mother of his children.
0: Yep what well. a fucking monster.
1: <sighs> so Lieutenant Wayne Carroll, who had been leading the investigation, told a local reporter that, quote, before we brought that dog down there, we were on thin ice. We could tell the basement floor had been painted and it looked like a rush job, mm-hmm. but we couldn't see any blood. And if it's been painted, I don't think they can do anything with luminol. Yeah. Like it's painted.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
2: so many chemicals in paint, too. Mm-hmm. Like it might have broken down the whatever aspects of the blood light up with luminol right Right. so sandra
1: anderson is quoted in the same article saying of her famous pup eagle he thinks he's a deity maybe he's dyslexic when i say dog he thinks i'm saying god
2: (laughs) he doesn't speak
1: english lady it's a weird it's a very weird quote but i had a weird quote
0: She's trying to be funny and she's yeah. she, the jokes aren't landing. Yeah, she's
1: failing hard. Stick
0: to cadaver work, honey. Leave comedy to the rest of us. Well, she's clearly very good at cadaver work, so <laughs> That's what
1: I'm saying. She's fine where she is. Stick she's at. to it. So Eagle's schedule was soon booked solid for like other investigations. And yeah, Sandra- <laughs>
2: Yes. Actually, there was there was like uh-uh. canine,
1: whatever, at Crimecon that one year. Uh-huh. Although Crimecon is problematic, and <gasps> we're not going back. That
2: was so amazing. I met a cadaver dog. Mm-hmm. She licked my hand. Oh, she has your scent now. Oh, if you I- dash,
0: she'll find you.
2: <laughs> Good. I trust her with my life. I don't remember her name. Oh. <laughs> I love her. She had a very tender tongue. She had a very soft mouth. Soft mouth. <laughs> So <laughs> hashtag soft mouth. Oh, <laughs> so Eagle's schedule is booked solid.
1: A uh, lot of names on his dance card. And Sandra. He's got a book
0: tour. He's got a press tour. <laughs> he's giving. Yeah. Four pa- seasons. autographs.
2: Me- autographs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. She's so pleased with herself. Bonographs. I, <laughs> I, I don't think she's ever been this pleased with herself.
2: Okay. Pose. Paw paw's for a for a photograph. There we go. It came out eventually. I don't think
0: anyone has ever said photographs ever. <laughs> I totally made that up. Okay, oh, sure. Why not? I love TM. it. Tm. <laughs> you did a tm. <laughs> tm. Call Julian.
1: <laughs> so, Sandra was then named director of the canine unit of the Great Lakes Search and Rescue Team of Michigan. So she's her career is is skyrocketing too because Eagle she's is hitching so good. her wagon
0: to his tail.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so. Shag and wagon, but he's not getting paid.
1: <laughs> they also began traveling the world to assist on other cases, like and the fell, fell in, in love. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. This is starting to sound like <laughs> that. Roll a of montage, episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a montage in a rom com. <laughs> they toured the yeah. world. Uh, They're no, just it, eating pasta. Literally,
1: yes. This next part is written like a montage, so. Sandra touted Eagle as the world's only internationally certified canine death investigator.
0: I'm seeing the certificate like <laughs> yeah. swipe across yeah. the screen yeah. in my mind. Newspaper <laughs>
1: headlines.
0: Yeah, but like an background. Yeah.
1: A
2: flash of like papers being run through the press.
1: A clock ticking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A passport being handed to
2: someone newsboys like hoisting stacks of like tied newspapers <laughs> eagle the world's only certified canine death investigator <laughs> so hot in my office i'm
1: sweating so much okay read all about it extra extra <laughs> they expanded their focus and began consulting not only Not only on criminal cases, but also on archaeological cases as well. So now we've got we've got little brushes and little dust being brushed away. Lots of khaki.
3: Lots of khaki. Now
1: we're color timed in like just warm tones.
3: (laughs) I want to watch this movie
2: so bad. Jeff Goldblum comes out of nowhere, shirt open. It's on par. And
1: women inherit the earth. <laughs> it's on par with it's- salmon fishing in the Yemen. So,
0: oh, such a good movie. Oh
1: my Mostly God. because of the color palette. Yeah. And I loved it warm tones. Yeah. So they're doing they're doing archaeological cases in some cases they're helping to or if he alerts they're delaying construction projects. Yeah, they're helping settle land disputes Mm -hmm. by indicating the presence of ancient burial grounds, right? Mm -hmm. They were invited to Panama and Bosnia to look for victims of politically motivated executions and like mass graves and they even went to ground zero after September 11th to assist Mm -hmm. in the search for human remains there. Oh, that's so sad. So the duo continued to receive glowing press coverage for Eagle's ability to sniff out human remains with an uncanny accuracy rate. Wow. One police officer who worked on a case that Sandra and Eagle assisted on described the dog's abilities as, quote, almost paranormal. Mm -hmm. So he was just so above and beyond better than other cadaver dogs.
3: Find like an eagle.
1: Then in 2002, <laughs> Sandra and Eagle were called in to assist on a cold case in Escoda, Michigan. A black woman named Charita Thomas had been missing for two decades, wow. although it was strongly Jesus. believed that she had been murdered in a racially motivated attack. Uh. Sandra and Eagle joined a team of state and local police as well as an FBI agent who, based on new information that had recently come to light, were making a renewed attempt to find Sharita's remains. So it was a long cold case, but they got some new info and they're mm, They got a lead. They spent days searching a dense, swampy area but turned up nothing. And it's so hard. It, that would be like, it's like the hardest place to search. Right. Would be a swamp. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, Sandra suggested that they focus their search on the bed of a small creek. Mm. The team searched the area thoroughly but found nothing. However, Sandra was insistent, and she wanted to go back to the area the next day, claiming that Eagle was signaling to her that there was something there, although not fully, like,
0: alerting. Yeah, but just, like, she's noticing right. him going back to circle around certain spots. Mm-hmm. or
1: So at this point, Mark David... Two, Chapman. Two, two first names. An Skoda police officer noticed something strange. He watched Sandra crouch down and quickly place her hand in the water near her foot. She then indicated that Eagle had found something. And when David went over to check, he found a fragment of bone in the water exactly where he had seen Sandra place her hand.
0: <gasps> Look at him in his face. Oh. <laughs> I am... <laughs> Fucking floored by all of this. <laughs>
1: Twist. Oh
0: my he kept God. his observation
1: to himself, but began watching Sandra closely. Later that day, David observed Sandra kneel beside an area that he had examined closely only moments before, and then she claimed that Eagle had found something else. She placed
2: it! Once again! <laughs> this, a... this might not have been what I read in this book. Oh, so you're I'm... shocked too? Well,. Uh, There was something about the wood chipper thing that Fargo was based on, Mm, mm -mm. and I thought that dog's name was Eagle, but maybe
1: not. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Once again, a bone fragment was found, and David later recalled, quote, I had a real bad feeling then because that bone wasn't there when I looked, just like moments before.
2: The fuck is this bitch getting bone fragments?
0: That is my question as well. Well, through the training, we found that you might get access to stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could,
3: and there she wants to preventative keep riding that
0: measures fucking... From taking it. Well, yeah, but she wants There's to be an- riding that gravy train.
1: There's another Which... thing, and we will get to it. That's even oh, more God. egregious. Oh, God. David confided his suspicions to a state crime lab technician who was also working on the case, and they agreed to both keep a close eye on her the following day. But remember, they're like the elite. Like the fact that. She and Eagle were even brought in on this cold case. They were it's like, yes, a we got deal. the best up. Like like this guy's mm-hmm. like it's famous. It's like a famous team. So they have a lot of clout. Sure enough, when the technician joined the next day's search and closely observed Sandra, she saw her remove a bone fragment from her boot and place it in the creek. Anderson was arrested that day on suspicion of planting evidence at a crime scene. Wow. That's so fucking gross. I hate it. When Sandra was questioned, she was at first evasive and denied that she had ever planted evidence, but going back and re-examining previous cases that she had assisted on, investigators were able to find evidence that she had planted or falsified evidence on at least seven crime scenes from Michigan
0: to Ohio. She just wanted the dog to be famous so that she could make money. And so all of these families have to go through all of this again- and actually didn't find their loved one not to mention all of the people that could be wrongfully convicted because of it, of something like that that is so heinous can uh, aren't
2: they testing the bone fragments to make sure that they belong to who they think they belong I to think sometimes
1: it's so small they can't it's hard to and tell, then sometimes or... it's just like we will get to it but sometimes it's just like extra
0: it's like the cherry on top kind of evidence in a case so we will get mm. to it's it. It's not the red herring, but it does help to get cases like to court and to conviction, like that kind of level of evidence. We will get to it. Okay.
2: So can I just interject cuz I just realized something? Mm-hmm. The wood chipper thing. So I made the mistake of reading this book and also finishing that autopsy book at the mm. same time. Mm. So they conflated in my brain. Mm. The autopsy book was where he said that he had to put, he had to put back together a body that had been put through a wood chipper. No,
0: because that's not possible. so nope. It was evidently possible. He did it. That is I Cool. Back to the dog. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm just clarifying.
2: As far yeah. as I know, there's no wood chipper involved in the dog book. I just All right. need to clarify. Well, I'm
1: just Great. glad that you're both shocked by this epic twist. This is Yeah. Bonkers. So in August Yeah. In August yes. of two thousand three, Sandra Anderson was charged with five counts of falsifying and concealing material facts, three counts of obstruction of justice, and two counts of lying to law enforcement officials.
3: Wow. A Department
1: of Justice press release stated that, quote Anderson had repeatedly planted human remains, fibers, and items stained with her own blood.
0: What the <gasps> fuck? Just to get the
1: dog to... Which she then represented as evidence. Oh my
0: God. The release- if the
2: dog could speak English, she'd be like, you know what? Like, Listen what the up. fuck, mom? Yeah. I found mom's blood. I'm no blood. fool. Now I'm, I'm no flicit. Yeah. I
1: found <laughs> mom's blood again. Jesus. This is the game, right?
2: This is <laughs> Mom's
1: right? blood. <laughs> Find mom's blood. I did it. What a fun game. Yeah. (sighs) Found mom's blood in the pyramids. Oh, God. Find mom's (laughs) blood. (laughs) The release also stated that, quote, Anderson made false statements to authorities in an attempt to cover up her wrongdoing. Sandra eventually pleaded guilty to the charges. So although her crimes carried a potential sentence of up to 30 years, she accepted a plea deal that required her to serve only 21 months. And she was wow. also ordered to pay $14,500 in restitution, which is like nothing when you consider that she built her entire career yeah. of this dog and this fucking fraud. And made
0: all that money and then, yeah, r- potentially ruined some lives. Oh, we will get to it. She probably made that much money in one, like, po- visit to a scene. Because, like, that even yeah, Even if... Yeah. E- even if a conviction is made in a case where that person is guilty and needs to go to jail. It's still egregious. Like, it's egregious because now your discretion with the, or indiscretion with all of these cases can Puts overturn, that conviction in jeopardy. Yep. Every case you've ever been part of. And we will get to it's it. It's just so, so hugely so much terrible. Waste of time and money. Ugh.
1: So Sandra's arrest and conviction caused turmoil at numerous law enforcement agencies as everyone who had worked with her was now left questioning the validity of her results on hundreds or even thousands of high-level investigations. Yeah, because she's fucking famous in all of these... And you're searching for remains. So that's like you're searching for murder victims. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like high-fucking-level felony shit. Cold cases, like, important fucking shit.
0: Oh, this is so bad. So
1: numerous court cases that had used evidence found by Sandra and Eagle now needed to be re-examined. In many of these cases, it was determined that Sandra's evidence had not been critical to solving or prosecuting the case. So it Mm -hmm. was just like supplementary Mm -hmm. almost or it like it happened to lead them to actual real evidence. Right. Yeah, but it was still in the mix. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, in the case of Azizul Islam, remember the guy with the paint and the wife? Mm -hmm. He appealed his conviction, claiming that evidence planted by Sandra had influenced the jury's guilty verdict. Oh, no. Indeed, it had been discovered that although the fresh paint in Islam's basement concealed blood that DNA testing confirmed to be his wife Tracy's, Sandra had also brought some of her own blood to the scene, which she had planted on a hacksaw that she found in the basement.
2: What the fuck is ro- Oh my god. So she
1: was just like this is probably the murder weapon.
2: Oh that that's so fucking wrong.
0: So fucking wrong. Oh. So I mean, no. she's playing god in a yeah. way.
2: Yeah. She
1: she hears dog and thinks god. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? So this guy's appeal was ultimately unsuccessful because there was
0: enough additional evidence. There was I'd enough hope.
1: additional evidence that like a massive amount of this blood was tested and it was his wife's, mm-hmm. and also the hacksaw wasn't brought up at trial because mm-hmm. it probably wasn't fucking the murder weapon. Yeah, no, it, and the yeah, investigators it would... probably figured that out. Yeah, so he stayed in prison because there was just enough evidence of his guilt but like mm-hmm. that was very much in jeopardy like this guy oh, could yeah. have walked it free was because a of a
0: close her. call yeah
1: by Sandra's <gasps> own estimate she conducted about 200 searches annually for law <gasps> enforcement so we are talking thousands of cases
2: how many years <sighs> a lot of years yeah how many years was
0: eagle working and did she have was Eagle she, her first and well, only like dog? The, 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 Should she train other dogs uh, that she was with dogs? as well? Four,
1: only four years. No, when did she get him? She got him in 1994, and but she was she caught would, in
0: 2003. Had, but if she had another dog before that that she was also doing this with up until that dog's retirement. I don't know Those about dogs a previous are usually, dog. Okay.
2: Those dogs are usually retired around 10 years old. Yeah, mm. so almost this. Well, definitely Eagle's whole career
1: because we will get to it. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so like almost 10 years.
3: Poor Eagle.
1: Yeah. By Sandra's own estimate, about 200 searches annually for law enforcement, it's impossible to know for sure how many investigations may have been affected by her fraud.
0: It is likely
1: that Eagle was as effective as any other trained Mm -hmm. cadaver dog, but that his success rate was not enough for her, and so she began planting evidence to keep up the wunderhound reputation.
0: Fuck you. God damn it. It's just so sick. And it
1: turns out that there have been others over the years, mostly other mm-hmm. dog handlers. That have done this? No, no, no. Who have who were suspicious of Sandra's oh. claims about Eagle's ability. So they, there were other dog handlers who were like, there's no way this dog is like yeah. that much better than all the other dogs. Right. Like, wow. Some law wow. enforcement officials had caught onto her as well, although until Mark David, no one had ever seen her evidence so they couldn't like mm-hmm. prove their suspicions but other people got like a weird vibe from her
2: well clearly she'd done it before yeah. yeah
1: one deputy sheriff in idaho recalled becoming suspicious of her when she was called in on a missing persons case and found a perfectly severed human toe in a creek bed shortly like, after
0: hard to miss when a bunch of investigators have already been yeah through there.
1: a fucking toe
0: yeah i can get you a toe with the nail polish. If you need a toe, I can get you a toe with the nail I know polish. a toe. Who's your toe guy? <laughs> You're paying way too much for toes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can get you wholesale toes.
0: Um, Who's your toe
3: guy? <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> Shortly <laughs> afterward, the body of the man that they were searching for was found at another location, but all of his toes were intact. So this was just like a random toe. Oh Where'd my she God. get the toe? I don't <laughs> know. I Or <said laughs> toe would, guy. I said we would get to it, and like,
0: I we don't didn't.
1: have an answer where she got this toe. Great.
0: So she you knows
2: knows lied to, to us. <laughs> she knows a toe. A toe She's, sailor. She
0: clearly has a toe guy. <laughs> a toe a sailor. Toe <laughs> a toe sale retailer. <laughs> so
1: <At>, retailer. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, this weird series of events had not been enough to counteract Anderson's sterling reputation. They were just like, well, I guess she found a thing a from toe. a different case. Good for her. F-
0: toes what a toe. What are the toe police? A toes a
1: toe. <laughs> so Sandra served her time and was released from prison. Eagle sadly passed away from heart failure around the time of his handler's conviction. I think it, I think he had lived a normal normal life for his yeah. dog breed. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Did they count her toes? <laughs>
0: I know. Did she suffer one of her own, own
1: toes? Yeah, maybe they're All the bone fragments were her
0: own. I fucking hope I mean, so. I'd Fuck be, this it, bitch. Yeah, I'd be less mad, but. A lot of bone fragments. So yeah.
1: So not to disparage cadaver dogs or their handlers in other cases, but there's there's always people who fucking get greedy and fuck up. Oh yeah,
2: greed is a powerful motivator, as Mm -hmm. are treats and play.
0: Mm. (laughs) Mostly treats, (laughs) belly
2: rubs, snacks.
0: Wow, that was unreal.
2: Yeah, that was bizarre. I didn't see that coming. Dang. There you go. That's my case. Well done. Thank you. Nice job. Thank you. So you're a well, quick should word we take from our sponsors.
0: yeah? my case is sad, <laughs> so you need to buckle up. Okay. So I don't know about y'all, but being back into like going out of my house <laughs> caused a little bit of uh, anxiety in the fashion department. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, all I have been wearing are pajamas for the last year and a half, <laughs> and now that's slightly less. You know, socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I like to have classics, like easy things that I can grab for a quick, gotta look cute but feel comfortable, you know, leaving my house to go to the store, whatever outfit. And this is like why Everlane is so amazing because those like simple staples, those simple pleasures are just the best. This is why Everlane makes premium quality essentials that complement every wardrobe at a more transparent and affordable price. I recently got an order from Everlane that I am so in love with. Two things that like really jump out to me because especially in this fluctuating, you know, hot hot weather. I like something that is just grab and go really comfortable like a dress or a jumper and I grabbed the Lux Cotton Side Slit T-Dress in Faded Sage. It's
2: so cute.
0: It is so comfortable. It is so cute. It's so easy to style and accessorize. It's like a simple classic staple but it is so perfect. It's such a great grab-and-go item for, like, every single day. I'm obsessed. And Everlane has made quality clothing with ethical factories and radically transparent pricing since 2010. So, like, you know you're gonna get the best of the best. They do extensive research and vetting to use ethical factories that provide fair wages and reasonable hours to the skilled people who craft their clothing. So this isn't, like, fast fashion, you know, one and done and then it's gonna end up in a landfill. These are, like, beautiful, Mm Ethically provided pieces that are going to last you a long, long time.
2: Oh, yeah. So from workout to takeout, swimwear to track wear, styles for lounging at home or hitting up your favorite late night spot, because like Amanda said, I like forgot how it feels to look cute. Yeah. And especially cute and comfortable at the same time, because my standards for comfort
0: are real high now. They're different now. They're yes. different now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> And that sustainability just really gets me. So you can get a head start on your summer look with Everlane's sustainable swimwear collection made from 13,768 pounds of recycled plastic.
0: Okay, that's incredible. I love that.
2: Yeah. So between that, they're certified organic cotton at the world's cleanest denim factory. That means there is zero landfill waste. Uh. It's... Just absolutely amazing. And if you're kind of on the fence, Everlane accepts returns within 30 days of the ship date and all Mm -hmm. of their uniform clothing comes with a 365 day guarantee. So
0: that is amazing.
2: It feels good. It looks good. You can feel good about it. There's nothing not to like about Everlane. So go to everlane.com forward slash gals and sign up for 10% off your first order plus free shipping and get easy returns within 30 days of your ship date. Again, that's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com gals and sign up and treat your wardrobe. Treat it. Spring has sprung, and now it's your turn. Ooh, yeah. Bring the warmth of the outside world back into the bedroom with Dipsy. If you're looking to heat things up, there is kind of a hot story waiting for you uh
0: when I say I love this app I mean it (laughs) Dipsy is an audio app full of short sexy stories designed to turn you on so each Dipsy audio story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios so you feel like you're right there Listen to stories about hooking up with your hometown crush that you never made a move on, or that coworker that you always had a little thing for. That's the fantasy I use in this company of three. (laughs) Or maybe a story that puts you in bed with someone who's telling you exactly what they'd like to do to you. I like someone who's in control. Take charge. Mm -hmm. They release new content every week, so there's always more to explore no matter who you're into or what turns you on. And... If afterward you need to wind down, Dipsy also has wellness sessions for sensual bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. They've thought of everything. Now
2: that is self-care. Mm-hmm. So for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash gals. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to Dipsy, that's D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash gals, G-A-L-S. One more time, Dipsy slash gals and treat your whole body.
0: Treat it. We all have passions that push us to do big things in life like you know, rant and rave about things you love on a podcast with two of your best friends and then all of a sudden people are listening to it and they want things like merch. Oh my God. And you're like, how do I do that? I do that? love (laughs) to do it. No (laughs) idea how. (laughs) So scary. So, you know, think about it. Like, are you selling crafts or items that you're making online? Are you like just super in love with logistics and order management? Yes. Probably not. Oh, oh. that's maybe. Me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, okay, one person in the world is passionate <laughs> about that part, and it's Lucy. But for everyone else who's normal, we have ShipStation. They make it easy to manage your orders and get your products out the door so you can get back to doing what you really love growing your business, and ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You can import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier using ShipStation's deeply discounted rates, and automate just about any shipping task, so it's no wonder there are over 100,000 online sellers who have chosen ShipStation.
2: And I realize that not everybody is that logistics nerd like Mm -hmm. I am, but that Mm -hmm. I think is a big reason why I was so drawn to ShipStation in the first place, because as soon as I got rolling, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is so much easier than I expected. Getting it up and going. I was I was a little bit dreading it just because pulling the trigger, you know, you, you own your own business. It is hard to implement new automations
3: mm-hmm.
2: it, it's it's nerve wracking it's scary but the minute we started rolling with ShipStation I, my eyes were opened to a, a whole new beautiful world so mm-hmm. no matter how you sell so Shopify Etsy your own website Wine and Crime Podcast at com. Mm-hmm. ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere even your cell phone I love, I love that having the app if I'm out and I see an email or like a DM from somebody who like, has a question about their order, I just open the app and answer them on the spot. Mm-hmm. You'll even get access to amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every time. I will also add that their customer service is out of this world.
0: It really is.
2: You can talk to a real person and they'll solve your, your issues. Mm -hmm. It's so nice. Mm -hmm. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. We all know we're not one of those.
0: No, not even close. But you
2: can access those rates without the contracts, the commitments, and you just feel like really special and important because you know what? You are.
0: You are, honey. So ship more in less time for a lot less money. Just use our offer code GALS, G-A-L-S, to get a 60-day free trial that's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in GALS, G-A-L-S. One more time, that's ShipStation.com, enter offer code GALS, and make ship happen. Make it. All right, shall we? Yeah. Okay. This case is sad. Hmm. It's, it's okay, I've got awesome. bourbon. Great. So, Danielle Van Dam was born on September 22nd, 1994. She missed being a Libra by one day.
1: Oh, tragic. She was a born tragedy. Mm-hmm.
0: She <laughs> was born in Texas, but she, as a baby with her family, moved to San Diego, California with her mother, Brenda, her father, Damon. So, yes, Damon Van Dam. Wow. That is a name. Wow. It's pronounced Damon. Damon Van Damon Vandam. Van Dam. Van yep. Van Dam, Daniel. She's got her parents and her two brothers. So on February 21st of 2002, when Danielle was seven years old, her mother, Brenda, went out with friends for a night on the town. And Danielle stayed home with her with her father, Damon. Danielle got to stay up a little later than usual because dad was in charge. So he put her to bed around 10.30 p.m. He was tired from a night of kind of, like, wrangling all three of his kids. So Damon went to bed around 11, maybe 11.30. Mm -hmm. Brenda got home around 2 a.m. with a few of her friends with her. So I think there were, like, five of them that were coming home from kind of partying to have, like, a nightcap. Mm -hmm. Something immediately seemed off. Brenda noticed that the home security system was, like, there was, like, a light on it that was flashing when she got inside the door. She and her friends looked around the house, just on the first floor of the house, because they're still, they're a little drunk. They're, like, trying to be quiet. Yeah. Just the kids totally. and stuff are sleeping upstairs, but they just wanted to, like, take a quick check to make sure any first floor doors weren't open or, like, nothing was missing.
2: Yeah. This is the mom, right? This is yeah, the mom. And her Everybody friend. else is asleep. Gotcha. So
0: nothing really seemed to be amiss other than a door that was, like, off of the garage that was ajar, but it wasn't, like. It wasn't yes, that the garage was attached. House. But it yeah, was it a wasn't. Yeah. Door. So they were like, oh, one of the kids could have left. Like, I don't know. That's a door on the side of the garage. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So they, you know, weren't super freaked out about it. She closed the door. The friends left and she went to go get in bed. So Damon, still sleeping and unaware that the alarm had been flashing, woke up like an hour after Brenda had come to bed. So it's probably around 4 a.m. at that point. He also noticed the alarm light flashing, but it would have been turned off like an hour ago because Barbara turned it off.
1: It was it was was new flashing. Correct. But he doesn't know that he didn't know
0: it was he didn't know it was on in the first place. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. he saw it flashing and then he did the same thing. He looked around the house, but this time the sliding like the glass sliding door off of like their kitchen to go outside was a jar. Glass sliding doors freak me
1: the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, because at
0: night with any <laughs> lights on, yeah. everyone can see you and you can't see yeah. out of them. And then you turn the lights off to like go upstairs. I feel and like then people always forget everything. to lock them. Yeah, it's not just no. Mm-mm. They uh-uh. freak it's cl- me it's out. A clear door. I don't like it. They are yeah. scary. Yeah. So... It, it was especially on like your basement level. I yeah, really it's the don't ground like it. Floor. Yeah, mm-hmm. hard pass. Mm-hmm. So he closed the door again, puzzled, but like relatively unconcerned because his wife had come home late, drunk. Drunk. He probably was. like, know, well, she forgot to with some of her friends. Yeah, because yeah. he he had like rolled over and gone back to bed. He's like, oh, they probably went outside for like a smoke or something. Yeah, and then forgot to close it.
1: An intruder would need to be. Standing inches from Zach mm-hmm. for him to think that there was something <laughs> was intruder, amiss yeah. while, like, woken up from sleep. Like, he right. just explain away Yeah, everything. his first instinct is just always like, it's fine. It's the wind, fine. the it's, wind. It's nothing.
0: It's <laughs> just a banshee. It's That fine. man yeah. is the wind. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so he turns the alarm button off. You know, again, they're drunk. They messed with the alarm. They left the door open. Yeah. Nothing, Nothing's missing. I'm going back to bed. So when they woke up the next day, Danielle was not in her room. The daughter. Yes. Oh. Police God. were called they around 9.30 a.m. And an investigation was launched. Hundreds of volunteers from all over the area joined in the search for Danielle. They're scouring nearby parks, deserts, hiking trails, highway ditches turning the city upside down for weeks and weeks.
2: Can you imagine if you as a parent with a missing child,
0: like knowing that the police were searching like highway ditches volunteers in your town, like the parents were probably out there doing it with them. I know it's just
1: really fucking yeah. It's garbage. devastating. How do you even fucking function?
0: I don't think you do. I it, that would be the most unimaginably awful thing to experience. I also I kind of going know. back
2: to the the ethics of the cadaver dog stuff like even calling it a cadaver dog. Right. Right. Like if a family's involved missing just like, child oh, the, is dead, the, the dog is is finding your daughter, mm-hmm. not finding
0: your daughter's body. Remains. Yeah. Ugh awful on february 27th almost a month after danielle had gone missing she was found by a search party danielle she was found deceased unfortunately but i think we all kind of knew that's where this was going danielle was nude and significantly decomposed on a remote hiking trail in an unincorporated town about 22 miles east of san diego which is like terrifying in and of itself everything about
1: that sentence was, it was awful. so
0: spooky yep yeah. So because of the condition of the body, medical examiners were unable to determine the cause of death or whether she was sexually assaulted and had to use dental records to confirm her identity.
1: Also, she was nude, so.
0: Yeah. And what, seven years old? Seven years old. And, you know, it, it, even, if, it, even if she hadn't been significantly decomposed, like seven years old out in the California desert With all manner of creature, you know, it's there's going to be it's going to be really hard to tell who these remains belong to. It's fucking rough. It's just, yeah, that would just be horrific. So they they couldn't determine the cause of death. They couldn't determine whether she was sexually assaulted. Like I said, like there's just this they had very little to work with. So plenty of people were interviewed in connection to the case, including the entire neighborhood where the Van Dams lived. So two people of interest in the neighborhood stood out, and investigators pursued these possible leads. But one of the neighbors was suspiciously absent. During the Saturday that Danielle was reported missing, like he had left that morning mm-hmm. and came back Monday afternoon and he came back home with his camper from like an impromptu solo camping weekend, Mm-mm. which is super fucking sus. Also,
2: literally nobody does that. Well,
0: <laughs> we'll get impromptu to it. Impromptu
2: camping? No. Impromptu solo camping? No. You gotta...
3: Uh, uh, what is
1: if this? If anyone Nomad land... So- Right. If what are in a
2: Francis camping, McDormand? <laughs> if anyone does solo camping, you gotta get ice. You gotta get beer. You gotta get yeah. all of your meats. You gotta get your veggies. Fill up with you gotta gas. get your propane tanks. You gotta get yeah. You gotta. It's, it's get a your, lot. Oh no! It's not. There's no such thing as an impromptu camping trip, let alone a solo right. camping yeah. trip. There's, yeah.
0: No. Yeah. I'm with you, but it's very. It's
2: highly sus. It's yeah. You know, it's, especially it's, when it's a man sus. does
0: it. Mm-hmm. Never trust <laughs> a man.
3: Mm-mm.
0: Period. No. Uh, especially a blonde man. Mm-mm. So the neighbor, Lord. David Westerfield, lived in the neighborhood alone. And I'm just going to say unmarried because that's how this person would be fucking described if he were a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was an unmarried this loner spinster. living in the neighborhood. Yeah. Mm. Sad, poorly, unattractive, <laughs> rotund, spinster, unmarried woman. <laughs> he worked from home as an engineer. Not sure how that works, but that was the situation (laughs) and he was quite successful. He had a lot of erector sets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was also creepily referred to by his neighbors as desert Dave because of his frequent solo trips out into the desert with his camper.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And as a camper owner, I don't want to be known this way by my neighbors. No. (laughs) Too late. I'm kidding. Gone. (laughs) Spinster Mandy taking Loretta out alone again. Anyway, not cool. That's not good. That's not a good look. So the lead detective in this case, a woman named Mo Parga, who was giving me serious mayor vibes, I was reading about her, had noticed in a preliminary look around his property that Dave kept a meticulously manicured lawn and garden and she recalled it being, like, impressively meticulous. Like, this is, How does you know, it's San Diego, time? so it's, it's a lush place. If but, well, going we're camping home.
1: every weekend.
0: That's true. Well, but still, mm-hmm. gorgeous Depends gardens. on the
2: plants, honestly. Right. Some can take care of themselves. Well, and yeah, jealous. and it's San
0: Diego, so they have a lot of, they have lush all yeah. kinds of cool things that can grow there. But anyway, but it does take like,
2: preparation regardless. Well,
0: and specifically, she also remembered that like the lawn was like
2: perfect. Oh, you know? Okay. So he hired someone.
0: Maybe. I mean, I don't know. But she was puzzled to see that the garden hose on the side of the house was left stretched out like across the yard and he was out of town. So she was like, why would somebody leave the garden hose laying across their meticulous yard? They would know that like the grass under there will die and get get brown. Yeah, like someone would kill the grass after one day. Well, Precisely. So like who would leave that and then just Mm -hmm. go out of town for two days when you care so much about this yard? Clearly, whether you hire out or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so she was like this, unless you're in a hurry, like, why would you do that? So she heard the wheels are turning, and she even like goes back to her team, and they're like, uh, mayor, chill. Yeah, they're
1: probably like, well, he just forgot. And she's like, right. no, something is fucking off about this. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, I was like, mayor, as I was reading <laughs> this article. I yeah. was losing it. Mm-hmm. So she kind of convinces them, like, no, we need to keep an eye on this house. So they're keeping an eye on this house, and he gets home that Monday. And he's like, immediately questioned by police he claimed that he had no idea where Danielle was, that he couldn't have been involved in this because he was actually out dancing with Brenda and her friends at the bar, like all night that Friday night that they went out. And this was true. Like Brenda and her friends were able to confirm that he had been at the bar that they were at, but they didn't like invite him. And also there were conflicting, like she, he claimed that she like danced with him and stuff. And she was like, I don't remember that, but also I was drunk. So, maybe so it's he like was really
1: watching them and then like right knew when they were out and when they got back.
0: Fucking. Yeah. Ew. Um, so it was unclear, though, when he left the bar because he didn't go back home with her and her friends. He like didn't go to their house. Yeah. And they were drunk. So it's like or at least tipsy, you know, so it's like we're not paying attention to when this guy who lives down the street like this innocuous old divorcee that I don't care about. Yeah. We're not keeping a timeline of where he is. So, this alibi was by no means like ironclad, but it was pretty compelling evidence of his innocence because it's like this likely happened.
1: They did see him out that night, but they right. had no idea when he got home. So, it's not like really an alibi. Right, exactly.
0: So, this next part's from Wikipedia, my favorite. Quote On Saturday morning, Westerfield fetched his motor home from another part of town. Stocked it with supplies and left home at nine fifty a.m., which was minutes after Brenda had called nine one one to report Danielle missing. So like, so like he saw like the cops show
1: up essentially, and he probably or at least like there. he's
0: like he's like kitty corner from them. So if there's if they're running out into the yard yeah, yelling, you know, any Danielle, kind of Danielle, ruckus, yeah. So or you know, or he was waiting. Anyway, because obviously he knew he had taken her, and that they're going to figure it out eventually.
2: Or he ha- he was in tune to like a po- uh, like a police radio thing. Yeah, yep, could have been because that's a thing too. Yep. yep. So and he, he wanted dips. to stay to like see
1: the mm-hmm.
0: terror, and yep. then or get even the fuck like out of dodge. Yeah, exactly. I so hate him. Yeah, he's yeah. awful. He later told police that he had driven around the desert and the beach in his motorhome. And had stayed at a beach campground, which was later confirmed by witnesses, cell phone records, gas receipts, and credit card reports. He said he had intended to go to the desert, but realized he had forgotten his wallet. But what? there's credit but card had, activity, uh-huh. so. So instead, he drove to the campground at Silver Strand State Beach. He paid. He had paid in advance for a two-night stay, or, I don't know, he either did or he had, I'm not sure. He paid this is just is- what he's saying. However, he decided the weather was too cold, so he returned Home to look for his wallet, after which he went back to the desert.
1: None of this makes any sense. He's fucking lying.
0: A witness at Silver Strand later testified that he did see Westerfield pull out his wallet while at the campground, the wallet he claimed he forgot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of course you did. How the fuck else did you pay?
1: For gas and all this shit and
0: all this shit yeah he drove to the desert where he got stuck in the sand on Sunday morning about a quarter mile off the road and needed help from a tow truck to get free which again there's a receipt for that so they can confirm that mm-hmm. on the way home from his camping trip his like so weird manic not at all manic. yeah exactly right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> same brain from his, his <laughs> relaxing <laughs> camping trip <laughs> this God. <is> not great <laughs> <laughs> that Monday morning, he stopped at like his regular neighborhood dry cleaner, like the one he always goes to. Wandered, wandered in barefoot, carrying an armful of bedding and clothing that he wanted clean. Bloody cleaned. bedding. I don't think it was like super bloody, but it was like, But like that's on
2: track. Uh-huh. How fucking stupid. This guy is so
0: dumb. You don't <laughs> if you've.
1: Murdered yep. someone. Go you somewhere You don't else. get to
2: keep the clothes you were no. wearing. Just I don't care it. if they were your favorite
1: jeans. You don't yeah, get don't, to keep the
2: shoes. Don't launder your shit.
1: No, right.
2: Just burn it. Yeah. Normal. And person. you know it wasn't or, or, nice.
0: bedding. No. no. Also, here's the thing you could do. Not Kelly murder. Green. Well, that too. Anyway, so we drop that. Also, don't shit ever off. have Kelly green bedding. Well, it depends. It can be tasteful. Yeah. No. In small doses. Mm, I
3: don't think R-
1: so. Hard to pull off.
0: I know it is hard to pull off, but. <laughs> I want to see. I want you to tag Lucy in all of your Kelly green bedding photos on social
2: no! media. No, <laughs> forever. I I went For to college. I
1: know what they look
2: like. I don't need to that, see it like, again.
1: That texture of that, like, winter plaid. Or, like,
0: squeaks the flannel. The winter plaid. Yeah, it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. like a,
2: it's like a polyester fleece. A squeaky yeah. flannel. Yeah, yeah fleece. Oh, it's, it's like a faux fleece. That, no. that
0: type of sheet, though, is so comforting. It's and I so definitely comfy. have some. Not in Kelly Green. <laughs> But I have some of those like oh, yeah. fleece sheets from Target because they—it's like a warm hug from <laughs> oh, my yeah. teens. Oh, I, I don't
2: yeah. like it. You oh, guys. I love I just it. I don't like it. Well,
0: <laughs> that's allowed. But also, you're wrong. Well,
2: not on a. Like unwashed on well, yeah. the bed of a man that you're planning on spending, I don't know, an hour forty five with. <laughs> I a, didn't say a that. Tight hour forty five. <laughs> I'm an adult. They're clean. It's not a great. No. Yeah. No. And they've been washed once a yeah, year when their mom do. comes to visit. As like a okay. clean, sterilized, <laughs> nostalgic thing, sure. But like as a yeah. Actively,
0: no, whatever Kenyon gets it, she gets the nostalgia of the fleece. sheet. I think for comfort i the same page, sheet,
1: but I I span both. I agree with both of you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you're on a tight hour 45, that's a no from me, dog. I have a class
1: to catch, yeah.
2: <laughs> just like
1: every bit of sand and dirt that you're that ever was attractive. that's ever coins. existed
0: on it just, campus,
1: it
2: smells like coins. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Somehow. Your
1: bedding smells like spare chain.
0: You gotta <laughs> clean it. And it is that not so... from the
1: laundromat.
0: Why is that so specific to dirty college sex cheats? Oh.
2: Yeah, the because of dudes, pennies. Because dudes yeah. don't have their purses or their wallets. They keep their spare change in their pockets. Okay. They, they pass out in their yep. sheets. Their yeah. change falls out. And then they wake up shirtless with coins stuck to their back. Yes. And then they yes. take a shower, hopefully, and then the coins just fall off in the tub. Yes. You hear a clinking. That's coins falling off. You know he has Kelly Green faux polyester fleece sheets. Yeah. Where's the lie?
1: Oh, oh, it's bringing me back. It's real, y'all. It's real. take the wheel. (laughs) He has a bunk bed.
0: Oh. Uh, I'm a cadaver doll. You are of memories. <laughs> We've all of been every there. boy I had sex with at Kenyon's College. <laughs> yeah.
1: Amanda did the rounds way more than I did that first year. Hey, yeah. I was I only heard
0: around the story. that It was only around that first year, so I really had to make it count.
2: <laughs> I came the second year. I did a quick cleanup. Uh, <laughs>
0: We, we did. We did well.
2: <laughs> we did work at Kenyon's College. It was pretty great.
1: It was, it was. It was very. It was shooting fish in a barrel. Honestly, it really was. It's not like it's hard.
2: <laughs> it was oh. shooting fish in a
1: rugby barrel. That's for sure. Oh my god, we used to be young. I know.
0: And smelled. remember when we didn't have to take aspirin every morning? <sighs> Remember those, when I didn't need glucosamine for my right knee, <laughs> like a like an elder dog? I just I
1: just see her. Oh God! Okay.
0: okay, I gotta keep Cadaverine.
1: going. I am sweating so much thinking about coin sheets. I okay, can't. I'm sorry, it's a reality.
2: I'm sorry. It's, rea- it's
0: a reality. Anyway, <laughs> so David had conveniently left out that he wandered barefoot into his own local dry cleaner on the way home. Not
1: suspicious at all. I would like immediately call the
0: police. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But anyway, so Mo, that the lead investigator, Mayor, Mayor, asked asked if she and her partner can like take a look around his house. Mm -hmm. She assures him that all of the neighbors are being questioned. All of their homes have been looked at. Like she's trying to,
1: Calm, you know. set him at ease. Yep, set him at ease. And You're just not our prime suspect.
0: Yeah, it's for everyone. And she's like being all <laughs> nice to him. And I didn't write this in my notes, but I remember reading this in that article that made me think of Mayor of Easttown for this woman, where she was talking about how he like hit on her and like asked her to dinner. And she's like, in my head, I'm going, yeah, just what I want. A guy who kills children. <laughs> yeah, oh. She said that in this yeah. article. And I was like, yes, mayor, yeah. that's exactly what should be going through your yeah. head. But this guy Sometimes is such a, a fucking, fucking idiot.
1: Fucking
0: yep. Yep. Ugh. So he lets her come in. And she said in an interview with the San Diego Union Tribune, quote, I go upstairs and he shows us his bedroom. He's a show off bragging about all of his stuff. I go into his bathroom, and when I go to the window and look out, like out the bathroom window, I can see the Van Damme house. And there is an impression, like an imprint, in the screen. I fit my face into the impression, like he'd been pressing against (gasps) it and left a nose print in the screen.
3: Ew.
1: Uh, Oh, no. Isn't that
0: horrifying? Oh, my (sighs) God. I have. Full body chills, she says, and it looks right down across to where Danielle would play.
2: Oh, my God. That's no. the grossest thing I think I've ever heard. It's so bad. Oh, my God. my body, It's
1: like yeah. racking chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: It's a visceral reaction. It's vi- yeah. <clears throat> she also noticed on his kitchen counter a cutout from a catalog of a child's bed. A pink canopy bed very similar to Danielle's.
2: Oh, my God. That's so fucking disgusting. Why the fuck would an
1: unmarried middle-aged man have something like that? Because he was was fantasizing about the bedroom that he had been in when he stole this child.
0: Ew. Fucking ew. So all of this is obviously enough. Because, like, you can bring someone. Because that feels, like, very... Circum- I mean, it's circumstantial. circumstantial. Well, it's not to arrest. Okay. Not enough to arrest, enough for her to invite him to the station for a lie detector test and while guy- her team can get a search warrant. Because yeah. it would be enough, depending on the judge you call, to just get a search warrant for the house. They're not arresting him at it, this point. So but you want to get gross. him
1: out of there so you can get him out of there while you get yep. the
0: search warrant. Correct. Wow. So. He goes and does the search warrant or not the go. I'm high and I'm, I'm high. He goes right. and does the line of nectar <laughs> test, which he fails, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know how that's possible. Like, there's no way mm-hmm. that that could be, mm-hmm. you know, that could Ew. be wrong. No, but he's still not under arrest. So he returns home and the police are waiting there with the warrant that they had obtained. So exactly what you said, Kenyon, they Mm -hmm. got him out of the house so he couldn't fuck with any evidence and Mm -hmm. they were waiting for him when he got home. Mm -hmm. So they gather evidence from his home to be tested by their forensics team and a timeline begins to unfold. So this is from the San Diego Union Tribune once again. Quote, Westerfield had seen Brenda and her female friends in a local bar the previous Friday night, January 25th. So like before the night of the disappearance. Then, by happenstance, she she meaning Brenda, the mom, and Danielle, the child, went to his house on Wednesday, five days after he had bumped into her at the bar. They were selling him Girl Scout cookies.
2: Oh my god! So they were doing like a random door to door to our neighbors. Yeah, their neighbors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's not like random, but it is a door to door, like yeah. cold calling your neighbors. Yep. Yeah.
0: Thing. Standard. During- oh. Yep. Oh. he invited them in and I mean at least like she's okay she's seven in her neighborhood my mom would have been like yeah whatever go sell girl scout cookies like the mom went with her the mom went with brenda's with her like going door to door I mean you're I mean I get wrong. it like you're taking money like you're but like clearly depends brenda, on how well
2: you know your neighbor is like well guess, right but. And,
0: but I'm saying clearly brenda like really lo- I mean she's her kid but like She's doing the right thing. Was concerned about her safety always. Mm -hmm. So she was like going door to door with her Mm -hmm. to sell Girl Scout cookies in her own neighborhood, for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. So they're there. They're selling him the Girl Scout cookies. He invites them in and he asks Brenda like why she hadn't introduced him to her friends at the bar when he saw her there five days earlier. I don't
1: fucking know or care about you. You're just my neighbor. Yeah,
0: find your own. During the conversation in his home and probably like because he was probing her. She happened to say that she and her friends would probably be at the same bar that upcoming Friday, February 1st, for a going-away party, providing that she could get a babysitter for Danielle because Damon and the boys would be out of town. Mm. Consequently, when Westerfield observed Brenda and her friends at the bar on Friday night, he soon left, presumably to prepare Danielle's abduction. Ugh. We can only guess what would have been the fate of a babysitter had that, been, had that person been there. Because it was going to be like the husband and the boys went out of town for like a boys weekend and it's Danielle and the babysitter alone.
2: But was Danielle
0: alone that night? I don't remember. And there wasn't a babysitter that night because Damon didn't end up going out of town. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that Westerfield did not awaken the sleeping three of them that were upstairs. Because I think at that point he came in after being out of the bar, he still thinks that that the dad, Damon, and the boys are out of town. So he's like, This is my chance. There's just a babysitter he here. And the I'm mom gonna is like tipsy
1: or drunk. Asleep. And that he
0: left the bar early. So she's still there at the bar. Mm. So he's like, This mm. is my window. But he didn't know that the dad and all three sons were asleep upstairs. So, like, it was just luck that oh. he didn't wake them up. Ugh. He also didn't wake up the dog and managed to avoid causing an outcry by Danielle as he swept her away. And all of this is an ugly chain of improbable circumstances.
1: I was just about to say, like, this is another reason why you should have a dog because, mm-hmm. like, if you're a heavy sleeper, but if you and didn't they do have dog... a dog,
0: and the dog, fuck. But again, the dog could have been sleeping. The dog could be familiar with this neighbor yeah. from walks around the neighborhood, like, or it was just, it was just a heavy sleeper. Callie, and Callie doesn't bark when somebody comes in and out of the house ever. So yeah. I, I'd sleep right through it. She would, she never alerts to like anything unless I've left her in the yard unattended and she wants my attention.
1: Josie is such a pussy. If we're if for lack of a better word, Josie is mm-hmm. a total fucking pussy. Slave. When I when but I slept over at your house like shit. Like yeah. she, I she slept she over your bark. house
2: and I knew her and she knew me and I was sleeping in the room next door and I like I like softly knocked on your bedroom door yeah. that morning and she was like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> mm. <Yeah>. She, <laughs> she does. the fuck are you?
1: She has not she has a it. bit of a goldfish memory, so she definitely <laughs> She fucking flipped <laughs> Stranger he went to like hold
2: her down.
1: She definitely <laughs> never expects a house guest to still mm-hmm. be there in the morning. And it's yeah, not normal. Alarmed. I that's startled not right. her. <laughs> yeah, she was like, <laughs> her oh thing. shit.
2: What do I have to deal with now? <laughs> Kill it, kill it, kill it, kill it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she wouldn't have charged me because it's Josie, but still mm-hmm. she's not was, you're like, little bit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She a little
1: bit a Yeah. watchdog, not a good a good watchdog, not a good guard dog. Right,
0: exactly.
2: Yeah, She's the perfect companion.
0: So, not realizing that Damon and the boys were all at home, Westerfield crept through an open side yard door so it likely was either ajar already or unlocked. Sliding
2: fucking glass door. Well, no, there
0: were two different the doors that were door. open that night. This was the side yard door, like, off the like garage that he first went through. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So... He goes inside. He goes up the stairs to Danielle's room with like a cat burglar stealth. He then carried her small sleeping or muffled body back to his home. Mm-hmm. Hours later, he put her in the cargo area of his Toyota and drove to his motor home where he transferred Danielle living or dead. It's still unclear because he like won't say won't say. He then returned to his house where he hastily filled the vehicle's water reservoir. Remember the hose in the yard? Oh. And like you said, you got to prep the camper. And then drove away. Uh. So Danielle was not discovered missing until around 9 a.m. Saturday morning.
1: This fucking detective Mo Parga Mm -hmm. fucking saw
0: that hose and knew. And knew. And And people were like, I could see this montage playing out in front of my head, too. Yep. And the neighbor fi- the neighbor saw the hose initially, right? No, it was it was mayor. It was it the, was the oh, investigator. Mayor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So the clothing and bedding that he had dropped at the cleaners was confiscated and on it was DNA matching Danielle. Her blood was also found in his RV along with hair that matched the family dog. Now, <gasps> this is where I am going to tell you all That Kenyon, I tried so hard. To find that case. To find that case. The pug case.
1: Yeah, I tried so hard too. And Lucy is my witness. We saw that episode of Forensic Files and it has been wiped from the internet. Yep. No. Really?
0: In my attempt to find it, I found this case and it was really compelling. So I just went with it.
2: Yeah, I... Side note: I organically found the Porco case.
0: Yeah, two
2: yeah. nights ago, I was watching Forensic Files, lulling uh, to sleep. Uh, like it as was as on usual. HLN,
0: just in syndication, and it that was one on played. The, the Netflix Forensic Files collection. Oh, and I
2: epic. happened to run across it. I was, I was like drifting off, and then I heard the details about the axe and the name Porco, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, oh some God, people care it. about like Fellini
1: films." Mm -hmm. We care about that episode of Forensic Files.
0: Yep. It's just that That one.
1: Amazing television. Just that
0: one. Just that one.
2: It's incredible. It holds
0: up. Oh, God. It's it's good. It's so good. So anyway. An axe to grind or whatever the fucking title was. Family Ties. Yeah, Family Ties. It was Family Ties. An axe to grind would have been good, though. (laughs) I'm sure it's another one. A little more brutal, but. (laughs) <laughs> so that's that's how I found this case like the dog is really not that important in this case but like there were dog hairs it, there were dog hairs I just wanted to pay homage to mm-hmm. that like forgotten and now lost episode of Forensic Files that you bonded so heavily over so mm-hmm. that's why I picked it. Mm-hmm.
2: So it'll come you, up again because like I said I've been watching this
0: shit in Succession. I'm watching it. The Collection. Yeah, so the when you collection. if and when you find it just write down the name of it. So he was arrested five days before Danielle was found and pled not guilty to kidnapping and murder, but the forensic evidence was staggering. It included Danielle's bloodstains on Westfield's jacket and on the floor of his motorhome, Danielle's fingerprints in the motorhome, hairs from the Van Damme family dog on Westerfield's motorhome bed comforter, hairs consistent with Danielle's on the sheet of his bed, and matching acrylic fibers—it's always the fibers— found on Danielle's body and in a Westerfield's fiber. home. It's always a maroon fiber. Mm-hmm. So they also found a whole lot of child pornography on his computer. Shocking. Oh.
2: Jesus oh, Christ. Christ.
0: Yeah, his defense team tried to claim it belonged to his son from a previous marriage, like his son Noah or something. But his son was like, N- no. <laughs> uh, first of all, at the time of this trial, he was 18, yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. That doesn't seem on par with the type of demographic that's downloading a bunch of kitty porn is an eighteen year old boy. I'm sure it well, exists, but like, I'm sure it does, but it's so less it, likely. It exists, I'm but sure, yeah. but it's less likely. And he was like, "I didn't download porn onto like my dad's computer that I rarely visit in the first place." Yeah, and right. like a
2: lot of it.
0: Right, that's like he doesn't lot. live that, with that, his dad.
2: That's the red flag, more right. over than an eighteen-year-old having child porn. No, mm-hmm. I
0: agree. That's why I put them in that order so that the big red flag would be the I'm second just, one. Okay. <laughs> <I'm just laughs>
2: so, saying eighteen-year-olds are just as likely to download child porn. I don't think they're. I People don't think are they're shitheads at any likely. age.
0: I think mm-hmm. older men are the worst. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the defense. Also tried to sow doubt about like when or how the blood wound up on his jacket. Oh yeah,
1: it's totally normal for a neighbor to have a child's blood on their clothes.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like one of the things that the prosecution did to make the case was that it matched the dog hairs. So the dog hairs in the trailer were like kind of damning in that the what you know what when the blood got on the jacket because it upheld the theory that the dog hairs were on Danielle's pajamas that were also in his possession that she was wearing on the night of her kidnapping. Mm -hmm. And that transfer from her PJs into like his bed at his house and into his camper could have only happened while she was in those pajamas on that night that she went missing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like, it's like, okay, so the bloods from a time she hurt herself and you helped her out in the camper six weeks ago, but how the fuck not do you true, explain the okay, dog fine. hairs? Well, exactly. Like if you want to go ahead and believe that, right. ex- explain the fucking dog hairs. Right. So the forensics team also knew that the hair belonged to the Van Damme's dog because this is common with dogs and cats, whether or not the root of the hair is attached to, It's often irrelevant Mm -hmm. because dogs and cats lick themselves. And so their DNA is like all over their bodies. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this in a previous episode. Yeah. Well, I just like, I always forget that like, Mm -hmm. yeah, of course, they're covered in their own DNA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So they were able to confirm like, yeah, you had the the kids fucking dog hairs all over your bed. Yeah. Were you helping her with her bandaged knee in your bedroom and in your camper while wearing that jacket like go fuck yourself
1: mm-hmm. anyone trying to fucking hurt me like good luck Josie's mm-hmm. hair is everywhere.
0: everywhere
2: Yeah, I'm wearing head to toe black I am covered covered
0: <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. hair. Well, all three of us are Just. constantly covered in some kind of fiber that could <laughs> I'm be fine used with it. <laughs> on an episode of Forensic yeah. Files I am absolutely fine with it always leave a fiber a maroon one so the trial lasted two months and concluded on august 8th 2002 on august 21st the jury found westerfield guilty of first-degree murder kidnapping and possession of child pornography and this whole thing is so sad but this next part is really fucking weird and gross too so here we go
1: possibly get worse and this
0: guy (sighs) is horrifying So at the sentence, it's customary for victim impact statements to be given. Mm -hmm. And that can be from members of the family on both sides. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone gets a chance to talk. Mm -hmm. Well, Westfield's niece made a statement at the sentencing. She came forward to reveal that when she was seven years old, so the same age that Danielle had been when he killed her, she was spending the night at his house with his kids and her mom was there, too. She woke up in the middle of the night to him in the room where she was sleeping, rubbing her teeth with his fingers. Like, yeah, like uh, rubbing her teeth. What the fuck? She bit him on the hand and drew blood. Good girl. Good. And then ran downstairs to tell her mom, who was also there for the visit. He claimed that he was checking on the children and she was upset and he was like comforting her and she bit him. And the family just kind of dropped your it kids. and moved on. That's yeah, Listen I'm to not,
2: a seven I'm year not old. comforted
0: by this.
1: No. No. And if something like that happens, even if you're like, well, he didn't touch her private parts, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. no. It's a fucking red flag. It's a fucking Inappropriate touching sign. is
2: uh-huh. inappropriate touching. And uh-huh. you have to
1: fucking follow that up because people could end up fucking dead.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's literally right, what I wrote. I'm like, kids say weird shit, but maybe if your kid runs downstairs screaming that her uncle was rubbing her teeth in the middle of the night. Follow it just, up. You yes. investigate you that follow one. follow
1: it up, and you yeah. don't listen to weird uncle Desert Dave. Yeah. Who was like, I was comforting her. You know what? Don't fucking comfort my kids.
0: Yeah. If they're no, upset, not fucking Not your place to comfort them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just, I just, it's, I can't. Ugh. So gross. So at sentencing, Westerfield was given the death penalty and he's still on death row at San Quentin state prison with pending appeal. He'll likely never be put to death because of the moratorium on executions that was established in California in 2005. Yeah. So yeah, he's still there. He's still alive. I just, I I found this pretty interesting. The Van Dams sued Westerfield who settled with them like outside of court But had to use like his some insurance and like his car, R V, various assets to pay the over four hundred well yeah, Mm -hmm. to pay an over four hundred thousand dollar settlement to the Van Damme family, which is great. Never enough. You can't you can't buy a new child. Yeah. But part of the settlement was a clause that prevents David from ever profiting from this event. So he can like never publish a tell all book. He can never do paid interviews, television, like, can't do that.
2: And I but think that there are All laws- of those deals should include that clause. I agree. I think that there are laws
1: in some states that also prevent that. I don't know if there's a federal With a law verdict. now. guilty verdict. Yeah, that, that yeah. also prevent um, convicted felons from profiting from their crimes. Yeah. But it maybe it's be state standard. by state. I
0: don't know. Yeah. It should be standard. Like, you don't get to fucking ever profit. But... Again, like another sad thing for the family and not that the family's I can't speak for a victim's family and I never would imagine try, to. Yeah. Right. But he since he pled not guilty and he's like still sitting there on appeal, he has never said and likely never will say exactly what happened to that child. And so because of the the condition she was in when she was discovered, like no one is ever going to know what her last moments were like. And maybe that's for the best. For the family, you know, but they might not have any burning desire to know. Exactly. And every family, everyone who's experienced trauma heals differently. So, like, some people want those details to get some semblance of closure Mm -hmm. and process it all and move on. And some people really don't. Mm -hmm. So, I just hope, you know, wherever her family is, that like they're getting the help, continuing even all these years later to get the help and support that you need, because that would just be unimaginable to lose a kid. And that's my case. F- Dog crimes, fucking bonder. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that's
1: fucking horrible. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. God. Well, All right. Well, nailed it. Good job. And I did uh, it. Thank you. Actually, thank you to our fan picker Isabel Silverstein or Silverstein.
2: Hmm. I'm excited. I really liked this topic. Learned yeah, a this lot. was
0: fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Big yeah. fan. And, Thank you, you so know, much.
2: According to Isabel, we had to balance out the cat crimes with mm-hmm. <laughs> the dog crimes. So. I yeah. like it. I'm a dog prayer. We are,
1: and I need to go <laughs> snuggle Josie now because I'm really mm-hmm. sad
0: and eat because this gummy is uh, at peak. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we gotta go. We'll see I you next go. week.